Blog Talk Radio. Man, oh man, oh man, Nacho Average Tuesday. This is your host, Nacho in the Box. Do we have a week in store for you, a day in store for you today? If you didn't check out yesterday, Shakes Montana Mondays was a hell of a show. Y'all gotta check that out. Download that podcast. Today, Natural Average Tuesday. I know you hear that. Um, so, Natural Average Tuesday today, we're going to cover week nine. We're going to go over the, the matchups for week ten and what to expect. Um, New York Giants have a bye, so there won't be much New York Giants talk today. We'll talk about NFC East opponents probably a little bit today. Talk about chances of NFC East crownings and things of that nature. I'm sure later on in the show, Shakes Montana Monday will come through and do his fantasy recap for the fantasy leagues that we are all in on this show. And then, of course, tomorrow, join Black Freezy for debate Wednesday. You know what I'm saying, man? If you got something you want to say, you got something you know you want you want to get off your chest, and, and you feel that people are going to disagree with you, but they're wrong. Debate Wednesday is your day. That's tomorrow, Black Freezy. And of course, NFL, NBA, all the fantasy news you could want, need, care for, talk about. LRP's got it all, Fantasy Thursdays. And then don't forget, E-Style, Fridays, we're going to talk about NBA playoffs. We're going to talk about NFL playoffs. We're going to talk about anime. We're going to talk about BMF. We're going to talk about anything you feel like you want to talk about. You want to talk about power. You want to talk about Ghost, the new power coming out. You want to talk about uh, WWE. You want to talk about boxing. You want to talk about anything. Easter Fridays, baby. On Friday. Took a hiatus last week. We'll be back, though, full swing. And, of course, you know, it was a it's a great week, eight. A great week, nine. About to be going into week ten. So get ready to shake down. But first, you know what we got to do? That intro. What about tomorrow? How for us to start winning is now, 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 now. Hey, they don't like us, we don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, right? At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this wall. You got to run the ball. Stop the run, you run. Tyreek Hill winds up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for David Harrison early. 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 And you got to pressure the passer. Went hangs in, holds it down, down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. Vernon. Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. Touchdown! Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, the Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football Giants are. 
Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants, Saquon Barkley, a.k.a. the Golden Child. <laughs> He's a token. Do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like, I'm asking you for real. Really? Me. But do you know who he is? J-Rock, J-Rock, J-Rock. You're saying we going 16 or 16 and 0, bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? Out your mind. You know we just drafted the Messiah. Toby, the one and only, Shake Montana. Well, if that man was a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. You don't do it. You don't do it. Now here's your host, Shakes Montana. And of course, if you listen to the, before I played that beautiful intro that we will get fixed here soon enough, you know it's Nacho in a Box on Nacho Average Tuesdays, Shakes either chose one, LRP, Black Free DJ Rock, all of them may or may not be joining us here sooner or later. We'll figure that out here in a minute. Today we're going to talk about week nine, maybe a little quick discussion, then we'll go move on to week ten. Um, I see we have a caller on the line. We will run through these scores. We will talk um, a little bit about these scores, and then I'll get to the caller, and we will see uh, what's on his mind and what he would like to discuss today unless he wants to talk about his team doing his thing. Um, as we run through the scores real quickly, uh, let's go ahead and get this situated here. Sorry about that. And uh, here we go. Thursday Night Football, of course, start off at the top. Uh, we all talked about it Friday. won't spend too much time on it. Just a high-scoring game that I don't think anyone anticipated. Carson Wentz and the Colts get the victory 45-30 thir- to over the Jets. Uh, Sunday morning uh, games. Uh, our, our Sunday morning games will start there. Uh, Browns taking on the Eagles. Browns beating the Eagles 41 to 16, as well as Broncos putting a shellacking on the Cowboys 30 to 16. It wasn't even that close. It was 30 to zero, uh, quite there at the end. Uh, put reserves in. Go go uh, prevent, and they get 16 points. Uh, Dolphins squeaking out a win against the Texans 17 to nine. Um, and speaking of speaking of squeaking out wins, Falcons do the same thing with a late game field goal from Young Hoku beating the Saints 27 to 25, as well as your New York Giants beating beating the Las Vegas Raiders 23 to 16. Moving on, uh, my lord, the New England Patriots are they back or are they back? Man, they got a quarterback. Uh, they're on the road to the playoffs, it looks like, and, and they're just beating teams uh, soundly. Uh, 24 to 6 over the Panthers. Uh, Sam Darnold, haters, you are right. No crow for y'all. Y'all get to serve the crow up here. Y'all may have lost a little battle early on with that 3 and 0 record, but uh, I think we can all perfectly assume Sam Darnold is a bust. Uh, moving on, the shock of the day, Josh Allen with the victory, and not the one you thought of. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Josh Allen beat Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills 9-6. to A real KG match going on there uh, uh, with, with a lot of defense and a whole lot of not of offense. Um, on the other hand, 34-31, the Ravens take it all the way in overtime 
to beat the Vikings, who I believe had a 14-point lead going in the half. Might have been 12. Um, but, yeah, they, they blow a lead there, lose to the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and then boys 34-31 in overtime. Chargers need a late-game field goal themselves. Uh, Herbert and the boys drop down, uh, winning 27-24. to And then, of course, Green Bay uh, with the backup quarterback, Jordan Love, in there, uh, not able to pull out the victory, 13-7 to against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, also, the afternoon game there, Cardinals, no starting quarterback in Kyler Murray, no wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. They steamroll over the 49ers, 31-17. to Holy moly, Jesus, that team looks like they know what they're doing. Cliff Kingsbury and the boys got them rolling after the Thursday night loss. Heartbreaker. Um, A.J. Green, turn around. All right. Um, Sunday night football, Rams, what is going on? But the Titans, sneaky 7-2 and two with the victory, 28-16 over, uh, over the Los Angeles Rams. And, of course, last night, uh, the Pittsburgh referees beating the Chicago Bears 29-27. to Sorry, Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Chicago Bears 29-27. to um, We will not call that referee by his name or call any referee by their name on my show. Um, we'll just call him referee. Uh, you made a horrible call. Um, all right, those are your week nine scores. We'll get into week ten and a lot of the action. Anything you wanted to talk about? Uh, but I believe we do have Lou on the line. Lou, sir, anything you'd like to say before we get on to some Yo. of the recap of these games or anything like that? You know, I was just a, I was kind of surprised that Buffalo Kansas City and it was so low scoring. I expected better than that. Nine to six. That's like that's high for a baseball score, but for football, especially NFL, that's kind of that's kind of weak. Yeah, it, 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 and and not only is wait, it weak, wait, but wait. you've got a team in, in Josh Allen and the quarterback over there who is, you know, so they're they're not supposed to do that. They're supposed to go out there and put up points. Now you can you can give them a a pass for a, a half, maybe even three quarters, uh, but you we all figured yeah. that maybe go, going into the fourth they could put it together. They just didn't. That was just weird. Jacksonville got to tip their hat to that defense and that Josh Allen. But yeah, low scoring, a snooze fest. I had it in a small low box. Scoring. How about no scoring? No scoring. Uh, couldn't get any touchdowns. I think there's a sequence in that game that went field goal try from the 47 for the Jaguars, false start, or from the 42, false start, try again from the 47, running into the kicker, try again from the 42, yeah, all, all, all the three misses, and all three misses. So uh, I have no idea. There wasn't even, you know, field goal scoring as much as I'm concerned. They, they missed a lot of opportunities. Um, again, if you're probably in your 70s and you enjoy 1930s football, hey. 1940s football, <laughs> maybe in the 80s. I think they, I'm not that old. Yeah, not 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 you, but there's some old people that oh, watch okay, football okay, okay. that enjoyed that game, that really enjoyed that game because of the defense. And I'm not mad at them, but man, that was just no, that course. that was hard to watch. That was hard to watch. You know what really stunned me, and and I'm gonna get into this with you, um, since we're here and it's just me and you. What did you think about Denver right. taking it to the woodshed to Dallas and Dallas with? With with what everything Cooper Rush did last week, and then having Dak Prescott come back, they're supposed to come here. Yeah, I don't think Dak should come home. back. I think he should have sat out another week. Elaborate. I think it might. I think it might have helped a lot better. I think you know. I don't think he was physically ready to come back, so I think he was that one we can have 
Cooper Rush, you know, uh, to get one more start, maybe we would have come away with a win with that game. So uh, I'm not saying it's anybody's fault, but, you know, I just think, you know, it was was just premature uh, for Dak to come back um, that week. And I, and I have to agree with you with, uh, on the same notion. Now, look, to me, this is a team see, the that you just see, saw. The same thing happened, if you recall back to last year in a playoff game, um, uh, you know, how happens, you know, you're in a big game, like, well, I'll be back. Uh, next week. You know, I'm talking about, of course, uh, Mahomes. You know, oh, I'll be ready for the championship game. No, uh, physically you were there, but mentally you were not. And that's why you got beat up so badly, and you didn't win that uh, championship game. So, you know, sometimes even if a player thinks he's physically ready to come back, uh, mentally, uh, after a concussion, uh, no. No. And, and I think you're right. And and to me, that that whole thing, uh, Dak Prescott could have waited a week. Cooper Rush was, was on a roll. You could have fed off yeah. of that. I, I don't think that um, – I don't think that, you know, I'm saying – anything out of the ordinary one and two. I'm not saying you start Dak Prescott, you sit Dak Prescott because Cooper Rush is the better quarterback. I'm just saying at the moment in time, you give your other quarterback time to get healthy in the regular season. So, you know, if you lose this game, he doesn't have to go through the wear and tear of this game, uh, but you most likely win it to be honest. So I'm just, it's, I'm not saying it's just, it's just a different, it's just a different uh, take on it, but I believe, uh, me and you were on the same page there. There was a bunch of other games um, that I wanted to go through uh, real quickly. One of them being the where is it um, Baker Mayfield and, and no and no OBJ mm-hmm. and them going out there and putting up 41. Now again, you get a 99 yard touchdown, a 99 yard touchdown or, or pick six return for a touchdown uh, on Joe Burrow while they're mm-hmm. about to score in the red zone. Um, I think you take all the luster, you take everything out of their sails when you do that. Um, and they didn't recover ever since then. Um, do you think that this weighs heavy on the Bengals that they might regress going into the future? Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, they've got to play a, a most of their division still uh, one time, I think, or, or two times. Um, so it's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see how they move forward from this. Do you think these last two weeks with the Jets loss, now you couple that with this big loss, is the Bengals in trouble, or do you think they can right the ship with that quarterback in the way that they're they're running the ship so far? No, I mean, uh, you know, because the Bengals are a much improved team this year. So, yeah, you have to give them credit for that. I mean, Burrow stepped up his game. And if Burrow wasn't hurt last year, I think the Bengals would have done a lot better. I mean, they have really shown up. They have, they have really shown up this year. Yes, they have, and um, I was trying to uh, one quick here. Um, let's see here. Wins. Uh, you said they 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 over they over uh, they're overachieving right now, is what I believe you said. Or right now they are. Playing. Yeah, I mean basically they're yeah. like underachievers because they haven't really done much, you know, from the days since uh, Boomer. But you know they have yeah. really you know stepped up you know this this year alone. Yes, and, 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 and Burrow wasn't hurt last year. Who knows? It might have been the same thing last year. Because sometimes sometimes I think a team is better than what their record shows them. Now of course some people think, oh Louis, that's crazy. They are they are what they are. Not really. Sometimes it's yes, sometimes so, they yes, can be underrated. Yes. yes, 
Yes, I think I think I think you're right. Um, records are, you know, they they are who we think they are type of pound the table type of thing. I understand the record is the fi- the finality of wins and losses make you feel good about saying this team is good or bad depending on those. Um, but if you if mm-hmm. if the listeners listened to yesterday's show, Shakes himself said this is about the New York Giants that they don't feel like a three and five team. They feel like a five and four team. A couple games could have swung their way. They get a couple more wins. Yeah. Now, now that that's that's a different discussion for a different day. But the one we're on now is Cincinnati Bengals. They were at six and a half wins total going into this season. They're at five now. I, I guarantee you they're going to win two more. They are at expectation right now. I think the the overachieving came early. They got the 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 wins, yeah. but but I do think this is a losing time for them. I think they lose a few more games here in a row, then they go on another winning streak because that's that's what happens to a young team. And I think they close out the year strong. They get about eight, maybe nine victories on the year. I, at the most, I see them squeaking out that's maybe a, a ten a ten win season. And for a team that was supposed to be six six and a half going in. That's an impressive overachieving season, and right now they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. They're close. They got to continue to do that. They win more games than ten or eleven, and they're in the deep mix of first, second, or third in this AFC, and maybe even winning the AFC North, um, which is tough now with Pittsburgh and them. And and I think this is the weirdest one. Um, we we can kind of skip over Cincinnati, but but I kind of want to go to this division because. We are looking at a division with six and two, five and three, five and four, five and four, with Pittsburgh having the only buy so far, I believe. Uh oh, Pittsburgh and uh Baltimore having buys. And 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 now Cleveland and Cincinnati get their buys coming up soon. Uh they're they're in a division now where eight, nine wins may even get them the seventh seed in the AFC. Um, now, if I'm looking at the AFC playoff picture right now, they are on the outside looking in, uh, way down there at 10th. But they're down there at 10th, tied with five wins with the third-place team. So third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and 10th all have five wins. In the AFC, it's the most wide open I think I've ever seen the AFC halfway through the season. It's the most wide open I've seen any conference halfway through the season. Um, but the way this is shaped up to be, and then of course the top two in Tennessee and Baltimore, I don't think anyone looks at them and say, "Oh, they can run away with that and be a 13, 14, 15 win team." So this division or this conference is so wide open. I think Cincinnati's got a chance to sneak up into that top seven speed, the, the top seven where New England is practically pretty much sitting pretty. Um, enough of the AFC North. Enough of that yeah. that cool talk there. Um, but let's go to the number seven seed in the AFC. Um, I will bring in um, also with us on the line we have E, the chosen one. Um, I will also like to get his input on a couple of those games uh but real quick we will talk about this and then move on back to the conversation that we were just having new england number seven five and four impressive victories the last few weeks mac jones um 
albeit one play that is dirty or not dirty, we will not discuss that. That is a topic that I feel is, although on the field and off the field topic, um, it is a right or wrong morality type of decision that I will not bring into this. Um, the decision-making in at Mac Jones's ability to get the, the ball to the quarterback or the running back or put him in the right position, I think has been astronomical. You could ask for any guy in year one. They got him outside of the top ten. Um, again, I will shit on Kyle Shanahan to bring up somebody else, and that is the New England Patriots. So um, the New England Patriots, I think going out there and getting Mac Jones was the smartest thing. Um, starting him early, I don't, I didn't think it was, but it is what it is. So either chosen one. Um, do the New England Patriots continue this run that they're on and stay at least in the seventh seed, if not higher, and make the AFC playoffs after missing last year um, and possibly making a run with this young quarterback um, and a very wily and veteran team with one of the best coaches of all time? No. I still don't believe in New England. I still don't believe in Mac Jones. I still don't believe in them receivers. But what I do believe Mm. is that defensive front, that they definitely are underrated and they can hold teams when it counts, situational football, and it matters. And I do believe in their running back, Damian Harris, who's been showing consistently through the year that he is a legit top 10, if not top 15 running back. His numbers speak for themselves. He performs against any team you throw at him. So it's not like he takes a dip unless they have a certain game plan that he's not specified in. We all know the New England Patriot way. Uh, it's game planning for their opponent, which makes them dangerous at times. But no, I do not believe right now in the New England Patriots that they will make the playoffs this season, only because the AFC is loaded with teams that can get hot at any time and clip them. So no, I do not believe in that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That uh, that is a um, hot topic again. The the fact that eleven to three in the AFC all have five wins, I think, speaks to the fact that how wide open that is, and how anyone can get it at any time with a couple of losses here or there uh, that maybe you no one anticipated. Um, uh, so so yes, that that's definitely. Um, a, a different one. I do want to get into the NFC um, real quick before um, I let it, let it go out to um, the people on the phone. That is 914-205-5796. We're going to get into the NFC conference, the, the playoffs there. Their top seven, the way that they're um, – Excuse me, sorry, cough there. Um, the way that they're getting their, um, uh, the way that they're getting their um, playoffs set up, and, and who we might think it's a much different setup over here in the NFC, um, as we see, as you'll see. Um, Arizona sitting atop at eight and one, Green Bay at second at seven and two, Tampa Bay at six and two, uh, Dallas at six and two, and four seed, uh, the Rams in the fifth seed at seven and two. New Orleans at five and three uh, in the sixth seed, and Atlanta in the seventh seed right now, as it stands at four and four. Um, the way that 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 works, obviously percentages. Some teams have had buys, and some teams have it. After you get from the A seed, um, 
which is not in the playoffs, but that's an, another four-win team, Carolina. After that, it's three wins for everyone else except for Washington and Detroit. So the the NFC, not so much wide open as, as you would look at the AFC. Um, maybe a division more wide open um, here or there. Um, we can get into that as well. I think the, the, the interesting part um, about the NFC is uh, unlike the AFC, well, not unlike, but with the, the AFC having the AFC West and the AFC North so tight-knit, um, and now with the NFC West not being as close as we thought it would be, um, there's no real four-team conference, four-team division outside of the NFC South that's real close. Yeah. And none of those no. teams sit sit out here and say, I don't think any of those teams outside of Tampa Bay – you look at it and go, they have a real shot to make a playoff and a real shot to make a deep run in the playoffs. So um, I think the NFC is pretty much cut and dry as we sit here. Um, there's not much really ado about nothing until we get probably two, three, more, four more weeks. Thanksgiving, I would say, the weekend after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, we will we will see how the NFC really will play out. Um and and I don't think there's anything right now that definitively anyone can say that that's going to push anyone over the edge. I mean, you've got two divisions um, right now uh, with three or four game leads between first and second. And then, of course, the NFC West with, with two teams with eight and seven wins and the other two with three wins. So um, it, it, it there is no, as we may have thought earlier in the year, NFC West. NFC West, possibly the NFC South being, you know, with Jameis, you know, the way that Carolina started, Tampa Bay, obviously. Uh, we thought maybe that those three could take a run at having the best conference, but our best division. Uh, but as we look right now, it's just not even close. Um, the way that the AFC North, I think, has done it, they could be the top division. So um, NFC, the way it goes, the way it is right now, I think – um, there's nothing we could really, again, it's uh, it's not close, but I think to get a definitive answer, we're going to need a couple more games just because of the way that these divisions yeah. inevitably play out and the way that they play each other. Um, so as I throw it to you, gentlemen, uh, we will start off with E. He's been sitting silently if he wants to. Any game of the weekend um, we didn't discuss yesterday um, that really jumped out at you, one, or two, maybe made you say, uh, you know, this isn't, this is the any given Sunday game, um, because we did have a lot of upsets uh, with some, you know, n- favorites losing. And so, anything okay, so you want to say? I'll go to two, and um, they were. AFC NFC matchups, if I'm not mistaken. Two, well, one was an AFC matchup and the other one was an AFC NFC. I'll start off with the game that totally broke down people's fantasies and hurt people really bad, and that was the surprising victory from the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Right. If you are a defensive guy and you love defensive games, low-scoring, boring, defensive games where it seems just like everybody partied the night before with one another 
and showed up and said, we're all going to try to play a football game. That's the game for you. Surprisingly, putting the Buffalo Bills in a position to score six points is something that no one in the history of any calculative analysis could have ever given you. It was just what it was, a game of hurtful, shameful, sad fantasy life for guys like Mm -hmm. myself who had horses all through the race, Mm -hmm. meaning that's from quarterback to running back to wide receivers to defenses to everything. Just hurt me shamefully, and that is one of the games that I just – I cannot believe, man. And I get it. Like I said, it was a defensive gym with a guy with the same name as the quarterback that was supposed to have an offensive gym against a defense that was struggling, 30th in the league, can't stop a nosebleed, can't punch its way out of a wet paper bag, all of those type of soliloquies. So that was the shocker for us all. Now, moving on to the Denver Broncos, who just traded a gold jacket defensive player away a week ago, have several hurt offensive linemen and a defense that is struggling with injuries as well to two of their top defensive players destroy the Dallas Cowboys in the Denver Broncos. At some point, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, don't let that game fool you. It was not 30 to 16. It was 30 to 16 with the total score. At some point, the Denver Broncos were winning that game 30 to 0. You heard me right. At some yeah. point, the Denver Broncos was leading that game 30 to 0. If that is not an upset shock of the week for people, then guess what? I'm sorry you had it higher is. expectations than I. That is immaculate. Well done, Denver Broncos, by showing there is no quit and I'm ready to fight with everything against us. Well done. Shocking game of the week. Mm. Uh, it is. Okay. And that, 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 that Broncos defense, and, and real quick, Lou, I'm going to let you go in just a moment. LRP, welcome to the show. Um, did you anything you want to say before we let Lou uh, get on his get on his games of the week for for Sunday and Monday? Uh, yeah, real quick, Lou. And how's my audio? Good. Sounding good, sir. Well, just real quick, man. The upset and just going off of what he just said was last night. T.J. Watt, one batted pass, man. <laughs> one <laughs> batted oh, yeah. pass oh, with yeah. the difference. From him beating me and saying, literally destroyed me. I stayed up for that shit, and I had to get up at 4 in the morning. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, just, I just need T.J. Watt to just not do nothing for 36 seconds. That was it. 36 seconds, man. And he batted a pass. And Kirkpatrick did get an extra tackle. And I lost in like point point seconds, point like point points, the point, mm-hmm. and then like twenty six point twenty six is what I lost. Point point is what I lost by. Mm-hmm. And he robbed me of my first win in the shakedown league one. So that was mm-hmm. the flabbergasting moment of the week for me. 
And that's all I, I agree. Go ahead. All right, that that is that is, and Shakes will will elaborate on that later when he gets on in here. Lou, my friend, over the weekend, games that you thought uh, really piqued your interest. Now they could have been an upset or anything like that, but go ahead. The floor is yours. I mean, you know, last night's game was he was a doozy. I mean, that was a wild game, and ended on a wild finish. You know, and I I really thought that you know that field goal was going to be a you know a good you know senior year from a distance from the Bears. But, you know, the Bears just, you know, choked up. There was too many penalties in the game, and that's what screwed them up. You know, because that's what it takes to, you know, uh, go from a sure win to a sure loss. If you rack up all the penalties, you know, how do you expect to win with that? So that was a very strange, weird, wacky game. I got I to give it that. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, the Jaguars uh, – Bills game. I mean, that was you know that was a big shock. You know, low scoring, you no know, no offense whatsoever. Or you can call it boring as hell, depending on how you look at it. But still, I mean, that was you know that was something I did not expect. I expected it to be you know a much higher scoring game than that. And instead of a, it's kind of feel like more like a high scoring baseball game. It was a very low scoring football game. My nephew did better than that during Pee Wee League. <laughs> and, and I. Well, he did. Yes, and the, and 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 the the thing about the thing about that game is is we saw those last week against Miami struggle to put up points early, and then of course late in the game they clicked oh, it the on and they scored twenty six, and 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 they end up you know beating them, uh, but for a better part of a half and maybe the third quarter there, um, it was a close low scoring game. Uh, before the Dolphins turn it on. I think everyone anticipated the same thing this week, um, yeah. that maybe teams are starting to figure them out, and they, they just got to put it together in the second half and, and, and get uh. the victory going. For whatever reason, the balls, the, the footballs weren't getting thrown into the right spot. Um, guys weren't able to catch, you know, things, uh, catch the football, and, and it just, you know, it all didn't work out as well as, the Jacksonville Jaguars played a hell of a game uh, on defense. So, um, you know, when you got those two things working against you, it's definitely interesting. Um, as as we look at this weekend's games, again, to me, the 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 biggest the biggest the biggest game games of the weekend uh, to me were the upsets, of course. Um, but to me, it's it's the one that I asked E when we started and we got up in here. It's the New England Patriots, um, and yeah. they're winning with a quarterback who is very reminiscent of a quarterback they had in the early two thousands, um, who doesn't have the comfortability of launching the football down the field with deep accuracy yet. Um, so they are dinking and dunking and using running backs and having a strong defense to win games yet again. Um, th- this team just never ceases to amaze me. Um, a- an organization that, you know, you think Bill Belichick's the greatest of all time. You couple that with one of the most accomplished quarterbacks we've ever seen play the game in Tom Brady. Yeah. And then, you, you you think, okay, once they both leave, you know, somebody is going to be down. And we all assumed it was going to be yeah. Bill Belichick after last year. 
Bill Belichick doesn't make the playoffs. The team doesn't look good. Cam Newton, they don't know what they're doing. And Bill Belichick says, you know what? That's not happening this year. I'm going to go spend $150, million, $160 million, however much money they spent in the first couple of days of free agency uh, is um, is is a testament to him saying, you know, we're not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go ahead and, and revamp, get back to the double tight ends, get back to running the football, get back to nose defense. I will go pick up Kyle Van Noy, who was just released and getting paid by the Dolphins. I will go pick up some more guys from my defense, and we'll just go make this thing happen. And that's what they've been able to do again. And it's just it's very oddly similar to the early 2000s. And the reason I bring that up is I hear this is, a, a a league where you have to have the quintessential passing offense. You have to have an offense that gets chunk yardage and big plays, and you have to score touchdowns continually. And your defense can be great, but as long as they bend but don't break, you can win championships. We saw the Chiefs do it. Um, we, we've seen other teams be able to do that. Um, but this team, they are just – doing it all over again. Um, and and it seems to be as if they're just doing what they did before with a better offensive coordinator mind than they had in the early 2000s and a better starting point at quarterback. You don't have a guy who was sixth-round pick for a reason, who was that guy, the immobile, non quarterback that they had they have a guy now who's first round talent who can move it forward so to me this is the interesting thing because they are not in a strong division one team in their division got better and that's the buffalo bills the other two are still bad they're not good now they do struggle with miami but that's a one or two game thing all year collectively miami's a bad team and you're moving on to just have to worry about the bills and, and and I think that, that bodes well for Belichick, that bodes that bodes well for the Patriots in the near future because you, you see that the Bills are – there are chinks in the Bills' armor when you look at this past weekend. So um, we, we do have a caller. Um, uh, caller, state your name, location, and any question or topic you want to talk about today. Not your average Tuesday uh, going down, 914-205-5796. I'm Jared. I'm in uh, Chandler, Arizona. Awesome. awesome. Hello. Any? Uh, yeah. Uh, great. Great. Uh, Jared, anything you want to talk about today? Uh, any game over the weekend that you piqued your interest? Uh, any upset, maybe, or anything? Maybe you had some bets going on. Anything that you want to talk about from week nine before we push on over to week ten? I have two things. Uh, one is the Cardinals, obviously. I live in Arizona. And they didn't miss a beat without Tyler Murray. They came out and played on fire and beat a divisional rival. Um, but then flip side of that coin, you see the Green Bay Packers go out there and play against a historically bad defense. And their backup quarterback can't get anything done. So I look at that when people talk about Kyler Murray being in the MVP conversation and – and, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously Josh Allen. You know, Lamar had a good game. But other than that, Aaron Rodgers' absence on the football field yesterday made him look like a, a front runner for the MVP. 
And, uh, you know, I just wanted to get that point across, get people talking about it, thinking about it. Mm, mm, that is a good point. Again, most valuable player. Right uh, a most valuable player is a topic um, that I think we can really dive into now that we are halfway through the season. We can kind of see who is the guy, who isn't the guy. Um, most valuable player is that the best player on the best team, or is that the most valuable player to their team? Um, I think that is a great topic that Jared brings up now because. We clearly can see Kyler Murray might be the best player on the best team. However, he is not the most valuable player to that team, as we saw that coaching staff, that 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 offensive line, Coach McCoy, as as Shakes Montana likes to call him, coming in and filling in duty. I think they've been able to to put on the board a game that you look at and you go, wow. I am not taking any single thing away from Kyler Murray, but that team is a well-oiled machine, and it makes you wonder, do we give the MVP to the best player on the best team, or do we give it to the most valuable player to their team, who has the good record, mm. who is most likely going to the playoffs, and is most likely going to play that team again to probably go to the what Super Bowl. What do you do? So, so me, is it okay if I ask? Around. I'm we'll sorry, what's your around. name, Caller? Jared. Jared, how you doing, brother? This is E, the chosen one from the Bronx, one of the co-hosts of The Shakedown. First and foremost, thank you, brother, for taking the time to join us this evening on Not Your Average Tuesdays. And um, I want to ask you a question. What do you feel in your rebuilding process? Because I would love to go into this. Because if I'm not mistaken, Kyler Murray's in his third season. Am I right? Yes, sir. And they normally say it takes a quarterback about three years and a franchise about three years to start when it comes to the rebuilding process. So I'd like to know, since adding Cliff Kingsbury, him drafting his quarterback of choice, it panning out, and the moves that you guys made as an Arizona fan and me being a Giants fan and most of us on this phone, tell us some of the things that you feel were the moves that allowed your franchise to turn it around in the last three years and become Super Bowl contenders? I mean, to tell you the truth, I like the Cardinals. I don't love them. They gave me too much heartbreak over the years. Um, they they didn't want to pay guys to keep them in, you know what I mean? They always let guys go. But right, right. now what they're doing – I'm sorry? I agree with you. Hello? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue. And right now, no, that was Lou just agreeing. That was Lou just agreeing. Oh, yeah, Kyler's just a, a savage out there. He's just too quick. I've never seen anybody like him. He, I mean, you see flashes of it in Lamar, but little Kyler gets out of that pocket, and he's, he's, he's a tough man to tackle, tough man to catch. So I think he's just a factor. Cliff Kingsbury is good, he's, you know, but, um, but they have a, such a stout defense that, I mean, Chandler Jones started off the season with five sacks on, what, what was that, one game? So it was ridiculous. So I, I'm just seeing uh, the Cardinals do the thing. But I, to be honest with you, I'm a big Packers fan down here. So that's why I uh, I follow the – well, What's going on? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me rewind. Yes, sir. Any relation to the – Nacho, is this your brother? You know this man? <laughs> I got it. This, this, no, no. This is not a coincidence. In my history of doing sports and sports analysts and being a co-host and host of this show and having Nacho, our great addition to this show as a host now, I've never in my life 
heard two people no. from two different places the fan of a saint of, of a team. And now check yeah. it out. Arizona of all places. Because, right? So you guys can not, see how this is mind blowing. It's because it's not your Tuesday. That's why I'm, I'm right. calling in to and talk to Yo, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's an anomaly, brother. That's an anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to know. We get fans that call from everywhere. I mean fans that call from the U.K., and that don't even talk about regular football, and I have to entertain doing them being, you know, the fact yeah. that I am an actual soccer fan as well. But I've never in life heard two people call from the same state and not be the fan of that team of the home state, but a state where I've never met any fans from. Nacho is the mm-hmm. only guy in my mm-hmm. life. Have you? And I know a lot did of you, people. Did you watch the Green Bay fan? And now I know too. Did you? Wow. Game? Did you watch that Thursday night game, uh, the Packer Cardinal game? Yes, I did. I was at that game. I'm telling you, 50% of that stadium was Packers fans, if not more. Yes. Yeah, Why yeah, is that? That is awesome, man. Give us, give us a little bit on that, though, because, you know, we love to hear those type of things on the show. And, um, when, you know, so give us I, a little bit he, of the atmosphere. Like, how was the atmosphere to be somewhere like that and be a Packers it's it's shocking because in in Arizona there's there's about there's probably six or seven Packer bars that I know of, you know. Does it make sense? I don't know. There's more Packer bars out here than there are Niners bars or or, or you know Raiders bars. It's a little bit because there's snowbirds that come down here. So like at that Cardinals game, most of the fans that are Packers fans are over the age of fifty. So it's not like it's a bunch of youthful Packers fans or like bandwagon fans because they've been good. These, you know, these old people were fans of the Packers when they sucked back in the 80s, you know. So, uh, I mean, but it was rowdy. But it was respectful. The Packers, Packers fans, the Cardinals fans, it wasn't nothing like going to, like, a Raiders-Cowboys game or something like that. There was no fights or nothing. But, uh, you know, it, was, it got loud. It was loud. Or a Giants-Eagles game. <laughs> I've never been up there, so I couldn't tell you. I'm happy you're a Packers and Arizona Cardinals fan. Just stay right there. You won't want to do that. Trust me. It's kind of unusual. It is. It is. Um, it, it is. Um, Arizona is a hotbed for um, a, a multi a multifaceted team state. I would call it. Um, we are one of the weirdest. I wouldn't say weirdest, but we are one of the states that has a multitude of, like he said, different style, different t- team bars. Mm-hmm. Now you go to Oakland. There's Raiders bars everywhere, and a few different ones. If a fan of that team got, got the balls to build their own bar there, or maybe you know they built a bar and made it that way, uh, but this state to me, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see a loyalty to Arizona Cardinals other than the way that they display them on TV. Like I say every week, they are on TV every. Yeah, sorry, say it again. I said a lot of bandwagon fans. A lot of people will jump ship when the, when the, if they start you know going down. Yes, yes, precisely. They they have the, 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 the awesome years with Kurt Warner, the fans are there, they disappear. The good years with Palmer, the fans are there, they disappear. Um, and now they have Kyler Murray and, and the fans are back. I think the interesting thing we see here with Arizona is um, Arizona fans are, are very content with selling their tickets to the highest bidder of anybody and sitting at home and watching their team play and sitting on their pockets. Uh, I think they don't really have a problem with that. 
where a lot of other fan bases would say, no, we're watching our team unless we are physically unable to go if we have season tickets. Um, where here, they're more willing to just give those things up because, like I said, they're, they're more like those Packers Cardinals tickets were not cheap uh, at any level. So you, you're, you're able to do that, make a quick buck, and then you can sit at home in the comfort of your home, pay nothing for nachos and drinks, and watch it in 4K. I think that, that's awesome for, for fans, but it isn't awesome sometimes for the, for the fan base, like for the team watching their fan base pretty much be outnumbered. The same way if you watch that Dallas Broncos game, that fucking crowd was orange. I beg everyone to go watch a couple highlights of that game. Look at the kicks. Look at anything when they peel back, and you get to see a big bowl. It is a bowl of orange. It looks like orange and blue, like like Denver's at home. It is really crazy. Um, some stadiums are like that. Others are not. I think the 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 craziness of that is is some people are just willing to make money and go home and watch the game at home, just because. You don't have to find it, especially if you live in Arizona. It's going to be on TV regardless. So um, moving on. I have, I, I still, Sorry, go ahead. I still, right before we get to that, uh, Nacho, I, have a, I still wanted to get an answer from you guys. Halfway through the season, you had to go to Vegas, put $1,000 down. Who wins MVP so far, or who wins it at the end of the year? Mm-mm. And I love that question. We now have uh, the ability in my state – uh, to download FanDuel, DraftKings, um, <clears throat> MGM, Sportsbook, anybody you want, and go down and, 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 and bet. So that is a, a interesting question. I am going to try to find the odds here for everyone. Do, 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 do. There we go. Um, so if you were going to go put down $1,000, this is how your odds would stack up. Josh Allen is a plus 300 bet. Tom Brady is a plus 340 bet. Kyler Murray is a plus 600 bet. Matthew Stafford is a plus 700 bet. Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers both are plus 1,000 bets. Um, out of those, or if anybody else, I have a full list. If anyone thinks anyone else may be worthy of it, I will scream out their numbers. We will start first with my main man, Lou. Um, anybody on that list or anybody else you think may win that you would put a thousand dollars to win the MVP of 2021. Well, I mean, 500, I put down, I don't know about a thousand, but, uh, I think I'd go with Murray. <laughs> mm-hmm. Murray, that's not a bad pick. And I think, I think a lot of people on this line, especially um, the one who has no problems in Houston is going to pick that same answer as well. Um, yeah, either chosen one, my friend, uh, <laughs> either chosen one, my friend. You saw, you heard those, you heard those odds. A thousand dollars. You're given to by yeah, our I heard great friend those Jared, odds, brother. And no, I'm not sharing my with. I'm not sharing my wisdom with nobody. That's private <laughs> in house information. You out Ooh. your mind? Listen to me very carefully. Good luck to all of you guys betting. Not sure you will be getting an inbox from me and the crew, and we need to talk about this split four ways, five ways. How we gonna do this thing? <laughs> We're going to put our minds together and get some money out of the pot. Thank you for letting me know the bets are on in Arizona, and that's it right there. So I will not answer that question on air. Nacho, look for the inbox. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. And we will move on to LRP, my friend. Same question to you. $1,000 right now, you got to put it on any one of these quarterbacks to win MVP. Who are you putting it on right now, sir? 
as it stands right now, I would go with Lamar Jackson. Um, and to elaborate on, you know, the most valuable player or best player, you know, um, for years, it may be different for football, but uh, for years it's always going to, it's never been the most valuable, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's always been to the most productive, right? Um, so they actually should call it uh, MP, you know, PP or whatever, you know, most productive player because the one with the stats, the one with the high efficiency rating, usually that's what it goes to. And as, and if he continues on the trajectory he's on, I would say Lamar Jackson, even though my vote would be Kyler, but, you know, sort of like, you know, Damn it, LRP, I told you not to give the information. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, shit, at the, Exactly. And 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 I didn't read that one off. And because you said it, Lamar Jackson is a plus eleven hundred bet uh, in, on. And of course, this is on FanDuel uh, Sportsbook. Um, we do have our resident better on the line, Dan C. Um, we were getting into a lot of NFC, AFC talk. We started talking about teams, and then the good man himself who joined us, Jared, uh, from Arizona, brought up the topic of, oh, he just left us. So we'll skip him and come back to him. Oh. No, 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 Dan, see, J-Rock, you still here. We'll we'll come to you. We'll we'll just, that's you, J-Rock, right? Don't do it, Dan, see. You love me too much, brother. Don't do it. Don't do it here. (laughs) Give them, give them, give them, listen, Uh give them what they want. Don't give them what they need. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll we'll start this we'll, we'll start this back over again. Um, and I I think I heard you say your answer is Tom Brady. Um, that's a plus three forty yeah. bet right now on FanDuel. A thousand dollars was the question Jared presented to everyone. You got a thousand dollars. He's going to hand you. You take it to Vegas, or you you use your cool app if you're in the, one of those states. Who are you going to put it on? Put it on Tom Brady. J Rock answer or question goes to you. What is your answer, sir? Yeah, was that wrong? Is that Black Freezy? Was I wrong on that? Yes, you. No answer. Yep, yep. I got. I'll get those numbers correct one day. I promise. Don't. I have them in the phone. Oh, I'm just you, thinking. You I'm haven't. Cool. You haven't. You going through it between the eight two three and nine one seven. I got you, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody got oh, an eight three two. Make you. So, make you. And then eight three two. Yeah, yeah, but it makes yeah, you feel yeah. halfway dyslexic, bro. Like you, you be it knowing, do. but you don't be knowing. Yeah. It's crazy because I think <laughs> I know. I, I think the know. wildest, the wildest thing is four eight zero is I think always been my number, so that's a wild one. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the 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 question at hand, <laughs> uh that my friend Jared brought up, um, our friend Jared now. I could say because he came in with such vigor and, and, and veracity with these questions with these these topics. He said, "You goddamn." He said, "Kyler Murray missing the game. Arizona doesn't miss a beat. Green Bay missing Aaron Rodgers. They look like a one in seventeen. MVP should go to the most valuable player, not the best player on the best team, is what I gathered. My question was, who do we give it to?" Back to you is, 
Then we went to, you got $1,000, who you putting the MVP on uh, to win the MVP this season. I will just round it out, let you fig- figure out what I just said right now. Pretty much MVP discussion, who would you give it to? And then your definition of why that person should win MVP. We'll just keep it at that. Mm-hmm. I guess the easiest one right now is Kyle outside of the injury. I don't know how long he's going to be out of there. Um um, you know, the reason is he busting everybody's ass, you know what I'm saying, probably him getting hurt. Um, so I'll have a second close. Hmm. Good question, boy. Yeah. Mm. You know, I guess the, you know, easiest answer will be Tom Brady, but... Hmm. Hmm. How about Josh Allen, man? I know he just had a bad game, but uh, mm. how about Josh Allen? And and you stuff. wouldn't be and you wouldn't be alone on that. Uh, Vegas, uh, all the sports books I've looked at, including the one I'm looking at now, has Josh Allen as the number one option at plus three hundred. Tom Brady right behind him at plus three forty. So your your top guys that you were mm. thinking are not off on what Vegas thinks. Um, myself, I do have to think that I personally believe that it should go to the most valuable player to a team. We know that that's not the case. This is the best quarterback on the best team award. It's been that way for a better part of two decades now. And unless you do something in a year where quarterbacks are not good, you're probably not going to win it if you're any other position. Um, So, I put that into real accounts, and, and I'm going to go with the guy who's right now right outside the top of what I said, and, and, and that's Justin Herbert at plus 1,200. Um, I think that guy could go on a heater. One, he plays in the best city to play in when it comes to weather throughout the end of this season. They have, I believe, four or five of the next eight games are home games. They have the greatest opportunity right now to be a 9, 10, 11, 12 win team. Uh, I know I went up, you know, three spots there, but 12 is just easy pickings if you look at their schedule and you look at who they play. And if that man goes off like he has been, I think he's a obviously a long shot at plus, what, 13 I just said, uh, plus 12. Um, but I think to me that's where my money is going to go if I'm going to put $1,000 on someone right now um, and, and try to make some big money. Uh, but, of course, if we're making some steady money and we're making the conscientious decision that this is, you know, the best quarterback on the best team, it, 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 it's, it's a toss-up between Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. And he, both those guys have been playing at an extremely high level. However, Lamar has been doing it at a pace where he's coming back. And I think that, to me, gets more overshadowed than a quarterback winning from ahead. The ability to suck for three quarters, sorry, the ability to play like trash for three quarters and then play like a absolute legend for five minutes is way greater looked upon than a quarterback going in and dominating a team for four quarters straight, plain and simple. So to me, I think Lamar Jackson has a slight edge, but Kyler Murray right now, you can't go wrong with either of those guys, and I think most of us kind of hit the nail on the head with that. Um, he did bring up a, a, a 
we did talk earlier about AFC, how it's so wide open. Uh, we discussed the, the position from three down to ten. All had four wins or five wins, I believe. Uh, they were so close together. The NFC so far apart. Um, we're going to go through the list now. I want to know everyone's sleeper AFC team. Sneaky team. Nobody's thinking about AFC. Maybe make a deep run. Maybe even shock the world and make a Super Bowl run and get there. We're going to start at the bottom this time. We'll start with DC, my friend. Anybody from the AFC you think right now, sneaky team that, that nobody's paying attention to that could go on a run and possibly make it to the Super Bowl? Did you say me, man? My bad. Yeah, you're good, brother. Okay. I I said it a couple weeks back. I'm going to stick with it. The Colts, to me. I like what they're doing, running the football, playing good defense. And Carson, Carson Wentz could do just enough to get him there. They're in a dome. At the Visions, okay, except, I mean, the Titans are coming on strong, but I, I think that's the sleeper team for me, the Colts. Oh, that is an excellent answer. Um, you might have snuck somebody's answer right from under the rug on them. Maybe not because this is a room full of Giants fans, um, but that is a sneaky team in the AFC. We'll also move on to Black Freezy, my friend. The AFC, wide open as it is, is there any team – that you think can sneakily go ahead, make it on up, do its thing, make a Super Bowl run out of this. Um, the floor is yours, sir. Man. Um, yeah, see, I don't... <laughs> All right. Um, well, This one's tough because I think I think the the West is 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 a very very close 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 division, and I think it, I think it's one of those teams out of the bottom can get hot, man. Kansas City got the stink dumps of juice on them right now, but they could do a little something. Teddy two gloves in them, they could turn up. Here's the thing, the, the Kansas City defense, if they have a chance to get better, like they did, um, I can't remember what year that was, towards the end when they when they needed to. That that shit would be lovely, right? But the honest truth is, I kind of think it's the Raiders, even though we kind of just smacked them a little bit over there. I kind of think the Raiders got a, you know, kind of a better opportunity to to, to put it together because they got some shit to fight for. Plus, at the same time, I think they're bringing in some pieces to to make it work for. I don't even know who that head coach is to enter him. But um, I'm gonna say the Raiders, man. I know that was a long answer, but I'm gonna say the Raiders. Hey, hey, I, I like I like long answers because it gives me a chance to to get ready and prepared. Um, as we move on to the next the next person, LRP, the same question to you, and and I will I will read off some of these teams because I did it earlier and I don't think I did it again since then. From the third spot down, these are all the teams with five wins. From the third spot down, Los Angeles Chargers, Buffalo Bills, Las Vegas Raiders, Pittsburgh Steelers. New England Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs, Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, and Denver Broncos. All those teams are five wins. That's three to 11. Any one of those 
teams, maybe to you. Of course, the Colts are sitting there at 12. That is Dan Z's pick at 4-5. and five. Anybody you see stand out to you that may be a sneak, sneaky sleeper team, and, and the bailout to me is the Chiefs, but I will let you pick it. No, I was going to go with the Steelers. You know, um, Steelers is always going to be a sneaky team, even though their record and, you know, they they try to kill Tomlin every chance they get. And Mm -hmm. even though I know the Rooney, and I'm I'm thankful to the Rooney family for loving him, and I hope they continue to do so because I think, you know, he's one of the pillars of uh, coaches in, in the league. But um, you can never count out the Steelers. Uh, shoot, Deontay, on Johnson, boy, every time it's like, don't throw it to 18, don't throw it to 18, throw it to other. They got many other people. Throw it to them, not this one guy. Who would have thought T.J. Watt with a bad pass would be the difference maker? But, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Sour <laughs> about that shit. <laughs> Tell me you burned a hole. That sounds personal. Yeah, super, bro. I wanted that one win, bro. I wanted that one that win. Come back, shit, right? Alrighty, alright. But uh, I'm, you know, I'm moving on. I'm, I'm closing up. Mm-hmm. My, my pick would be the Steelers. I think they, uh, they still got what it takes to make a run and make people, you know, a little scary or fearful. Mm-hmm. And again, it it is the mentality of knowing that the person behind center has the ability at any given moment to revert back to the greatness that they had. That's what fears defense. I think that's what a lot of defenses fear when they go and face Ben Roethlisberger, and that's why that he's able to do some of the things still late in his career up into 40 is because sometimes they fear he's going to be able to be able to just make that one throw um, because he's been able to do it so many times in the past. We were going to go to, we are going to go to E, the chosen one. Then we'll go to Lou. Then the man of the hour to explain to all of us why LRP is so heated. Shakes Montana is live with us. We will get to him <laughs> in just a moment. E, the chosen one, AFC sneaker too. competitive team that you believe can take it on and maybe make a deep Super Bowl run. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Is this based off what I just already feel about an AFC team or an AFC team? That's not so good at the moment. I just want to make sure the question is specified so I can answer that one. So it's 3 to 11, all the teams that I named. um, Because it's three, I mean, it doesn't seem like maybe that's a reach to say that maybe three will make it to the Super Bowl. But 3 to 11, I'll have five wins. Any one of those Mm -hmm. and then anyone outside of them that you believe can make a run to the Super Bowl, either right now or because they're playing well or they're not playing well and could get hot. Whatever your reasoning may be is your reasoning, but which team can make a run to the Super Bowl? It's definitely the Bills. The Bills. I'm going the Bills all the way. I believe they can make a run to the Super Bowl. Mm, Perfect. Lou, my friend, sir, if we can get a quick answer from you, anyone from the AFC that you believe can make that deep run and make the Super Bowl uh, that that is a wide open AFC right now? Well, I said this from the beginning that my surprise trip for the Titans, and I'm going to stick with the Titans. Uh, they have been surprising all year, so um, I'm going to stick with it. On uh, that note, I'll be back uh, next week. And that goes. Awesome, Lou. 
Awesome piece. So thank you so much for for joining us and getting everything, uh, getting all your your thoughts out when I whenever I ask. Man, you're awesome. Thank you. Uh, now the man of the hour, the man we've all been waiting for, Shakes Montana. Um, you do not have to answer any questions because we are really anticipating on how and how and why. And we're hearing points and decibels and LRP is babbling about really wanting to win. We don't know what he's talking about. Shakes, we need to know who lost, who won fantasy football, the shakedown galore. Let us have it, my friend. Give us your soliloquy monologue if you want, and then the floor is yours to let us know who won, who lost, and how many points Nacho uh, lost by each game this week. <laughs> like I said, man. It's a damn shame to be this good. I mean, you know, domination, domination. Nine and oh, folks. Nine and oh. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> it's so funny to talk shit before the season. And then whoop they ass during the season where they can't say nothing. All they can do is just eat it. It's good, man. It's It's wonderful. (laughs) It is so awesome. Oh, shit. I'm winning my series against all my compadres that root against me and some that are allies. But all in all, they all got one thing in common. <laughs> they all get their ass beat by yours truly. Now, to start off with League One always, League One all the way to the Championship League, and my matchups first, I gave her flowers yesterday. I'll give it to her again. Big Didi Kabiri. Put the bang, bang, whoop, smack. It's crazy. She, she did me like that. 220 to 180. Shout out to Big T. Actually, give me one second. Shout out to Kaya, yo. Doing my thing once again. Once again. Chill, Will, you are now sterile, motherfucker. You are now sterile. <laughs> so we'll be song. none of that bullshit. Revenge. You know I don't even uh, want to say that. Be tired of this, man. Yeah, yeah. And I have a quarterback. Yo, put, a, put the extra woolly lump lump on him, son. An extra woolly lump lump. How many lumps? Three, four, three, four. <laughs> Tree. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck that, man. And I'm on a five game winning streak in the championship. So that dude could talk his shit. Mm-hmm. Only nine and oh in one mm-hmm. You're on the five game right now? Five game winning streak in the championship. Mm-hmm. I was in the basement. Oh, you trying to get, I know. You trying to do a little something tonight. You know what I mean? Work my way up over 500. My boy wants the belt. 
said, I'm after the gold and after that the platinum. Strong too. Goddamn, goddamn, TJ Watt. Damn, boy, what? I think it was 131. We both had 131.46 to 131.78. It was like, oh, what, what, bad uh, uh, that. The Shakedown League 1, so he's going to get to it when he get back. I'm just yeah, carrying I'm on why he do his thing. I know, that's what I'm trying to solve for him as well. I'm just trying to figure out, I'm going to see all that. Yeah, man. So close, bro. And it wasn't even Deontay Johnson. He said I was going to be in trouble because of Deontay Johnson. It wasn't even him. And it wasn't even far-fetched for T.J. White or defensive player to do that. Shit, Michael Parsons had 24 for me. You know what I mean? So I didn't think he was going to go off. And he wouldn't have went off. Had the one batted pass. I would have won. I think that one better pass game was like point forty eight points. Like what the fuck? Why don't you get that? Who quantifies a better pass that much? This should have been two point two point two point. He is defensive lineman, right? So yeah. I'm sorry, gentlemen. We were having a, a a meeting in the conference room, and I see Shakes dropped out. Um. It, it is 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 uh is everything okay? I'm sorry. I wish to be more in tune with myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said give him a second. Give him job. Yeah, we me and Black Freeze were just holding it down until he got back. Alrighty, cool, cool. Yeah, I, I man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think okay. I just seen the. the Y'all didn't drop the house while I was going, did you? Yeah, I just hey man, hey man. I, I knew I knew it wouldn't be blown up. I just want to make sure nobody left nothing on the stove. You know what I'm saying? That's um, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's blown up, man. He's just on the couch. He's just on the couch. Everybody all right? Yeah, I'm all around yeah. the room. Great. We made it. We made it. Yeah. Yes. Well, since we all here and since we all back and laughing and 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 having and having a time. Um, I'm getting a, 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 a live update from my man, Shakes. He needs about five to ten minutes. We'll give him that before he gets back on here. I am sorry. I need to mute some people because of the background real quick. Sorry. Somebody playing music in their background. Whispers. We're going to let everybody back one at a time. I'm going to figure out who it is. Okay. Naughty. Unmute. Nah. Not LIP. Oh, black is you. All right, man. It's all right. I put myself on. No, you're good. You're good. No, you're done now. Yeah, it's just, I think when we're talking, whatever is on, it's giving a little feedback. Um, I don't know what that is about, but um, it's it's not so bothersome, but I don't know how everybody feels about it. Um, yeah, it doesn't the, matter. I can't whatever really hear you. Say, say that again, black. I said, you know, I'll probably be talking on mute for a little bit, but, you know, once I realize you're not responding, then I'll get off the mute. <laughs> <All right>. mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, because when you're speaking slowly by yourself, um, there is no echo or, or, or kind of anything. We can hear you perfectly clear. It's just when we talk, we can kind of hear a little reverb from ourselves. Um, but thank you so much, Black, for your understanding. That's why you are number one in all of our hearts. Um, the <laughs> The... 
Indeed. The, the question, the, the question at hand that I think we got into with the ASC, um, and and Mr. Lou made a decision to go with the number one team in the AFC and the Tennessee Titans. And I want to direct this conversation directly to that. This team just beat the Kansas City Chiefs, just beat the Buffalo Bills, just went in and and without Derrick Henry, the best running back I think we've seen since maybe Walter Payton and Adrian Peterson and all them boys, the next great guy in all the line, a guy that they run their entire offense through, they go out and they win a game against the Los Angeles Rams. So on in the bright lights, in the spotlight, um, I think the fact that those three games in a row, those three victories in a row, sorry, I had to cough there. The, those three victories in a row is the it's the most interesting thing to me is that they are probably the most dominant team in the AFC right now. But people, I'm not going to say people like Lou, but people all around are just like Lou and saying that team is is a, a sneaky good team. Yeah, Who the that's fuck what are I was going to say. Up on? Uh, yeah, and, and, I was going to say that. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, not so if I could. And, you know, he, <laughs> when he said the Titans, I was like, you know, they're not really a, uh, categorically a sleeper, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that defense has come alive, man. Autry and Simmons and them boys, and they got back up, and Julio and A.J. Brown. And they got like two, three uh, running backs that can run in committee, uh, committee against that line or behind that line. And you have a game manager in Tannehill who's not, you know, turning the ball over. So, I'm, you know, I, I don't fault his, um, or I don't question his choice. But as far as you know, sleeper, like I think they are going to make a playoff run, and they will be there. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, so I was just, I agree with you. Yes, I, I, I we agree. The fact that they aren't to me and you, and I think most people. I want to say most because I don't think it's most people. And that's what's interesting to me is that we are the minority LRP. I think we sit here and say the Titans are a team to be reckoned with in the AFC, but the majority of the people look at the fact that they don't have Derrick Henry, the fact that Ryan Tannehill is their quarterback, and they look at those two things because this is an offense-driven league, and they say, oh, that team is probably going to win some games, but they're not going to be able to do anything. To me, they might get – is uh, Derrick Henry's not gone for the whole year. He's just gone till the playoffs, right? If I'm not mistaken, like uh, he can come back. If I'm not mistaken, I, I'll look that up. Either way, they have a plan offensively. They know how to work it. And to LRP's point, that defense ain't gonna go nowhere. Um, so Vabral, Vabral got them boys playing on both ends of the football. Um, they are a dominant team in the AFC, and to me and to LRP and to the, I would say, the intellectual few, they are the best team in the AFC right now, and there's no doubt about it. The Bills may have a say or two in a week or two. They may have a say in a week or two, but right now as we speak, these last three wins and one in the last two in dominant fashion – it is 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 really sorry. Um, 
getting updates on the on on the uh, on the Apple Watch here. Um, the 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 Titans are just that good. So the, again, blue is not the minority here, which is odd to me. Um, but again, I do understand. I do understand it uh, because of the fact that they 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 just don't have Derrick Henry and. And I think people think that that last that Sunday night was an anomaly, uh, and that they can't continue. They don't have a hard schedule, um, and they only have one or two tough games left. And I think they can muster up the strength and the will and the wherewithal to win those two. Um, and then they got an easy schedule after that. So, Titans could easily have home field advantage, and you know an extra bye week, a bye week. Um, that only one other team in the NFC will get. So that that's going to be that, – that, that's that to me was, again, odd to me that he said that and then even odder that he wasn't in the minority when he said it. Um, in the AFC, though, we, we talked about – or, sorry, in the, we talked enough about the AFC. Let's move on over to the conference that we both are fans of teams that are in, which is the NFC, and we'll move specifically to – your division um, with the New York Giants having a bye this week um, with the Dallas Cowboys putting up a blunder on Sunday. Um, they still are, I think three games in lead of the first place um, with the Eagles and the Giants, uh, I believe in second place um, tied. Uh, I don't know how we got tiebreakers and stuff. We can get into that. Um, in, in a little bit, but as the division sits now, I want to get it all correctly with the records and and all of this right now. It's six and two for Dallas in first place, three and six for Philly in second place. New York Giants are three and six, uh, and then of course the Washington, uh, formerly known as Redskins, are two and six there at the bottom, just coming off their bye, and I believe they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. So, my question to all of you. Even with the Dallas blunder, is this Dallas's division to lose? And but I mean, and what I mean by that is, are Philly and the New York Giants, and I'm not even putting in Washington, are they hoping that Dallas messes up, or is there a real chance for Philly or the New York Giants to in this? second half of the season, make a real run for this division title and actually make it interesting uh, like it has been the last few years, but not so on the low side, on the high side, maybe eight wins, maybe nine wins. Now, nine's tough because that's, what, six out of the next eight for both of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Giants. But um, can we see that? Um, and, and, And I will start with either chosen one. Uh, my friend, sir, is this Dallas's to lose, or can one of these teams take a hold, win some games, and make it a real push, and make week sixteen and seventeen? Sorry, make week make week seventeen and eighteen. <laughs> I got you, bro. I know. I know. Trust me. I got caught on the word conservative early. I was like, "Conster." I, I could take it a little bit. I got you. I got it, bro. I know what you mean. So I'll answer your question because it's already eloquently, eloquently put. So you almost made me do it. But um, I believe the next four weeks, right, is going to show us exactly 
your, the answer to your question. Because, one, they're coming off a bad loss. Two, I want to say something about the Cowboys because you brought them up. They do not look like the team that started off in the beginning at 5-1, and one, that first loss to a Tampa Bay team, reeling and showing that they could play and compete at a high level and was, a moral, and was morally victorious and then won four straight and, and um, five straight, excuse me, and became 5-1, and one, which looked like they were just going to step out of this division and run away with it. Dak Prescott is much more hurt than people want to talk about. And obviously the Cowboys go as he goes. So now we have a real issue that people don't want to talk about and the Denver Broncos exposed. He did not look good. This offensive line against these players who just came out to play hard-nosed defense, missing missing pieces, played hard. So I look at some of the games that they had, and people may not agree with me, that were kind of cakewalkish. Giants, at that time, um, I think they played Washington, too, or the Eagles, somebody at that time who were not, you know, absolutely established as they were. So I believe now that we're going to get into the heart of the Cowboys schedule, which is a little bit tougher, and then we're going to get into the heart of the Giants schedule, which is a little bit weaker, and when they catch each other the next time, those games in between, which if I'm not mistaken, I think it's about five, four or five, Nacho, the answer to your question will be answered perfectly. And the answer to my question is we will wait and see. But I'm going to be a homer and a sucker, and I'm going to say the Giants could possibly catch them. That's just it. Okay, I don't worry. I have more. Anybody else? I I have myself on mute. I don't anymore. Um, My friend LRP, good sir. Same question to you: Giants, Eagles, Cowboys. Go ahead. I really don't like this question, and and quite frankly, I'm a little upset because I was waiting to go with the same thing on the NFC. Who's the sleeper? Because I don't want to get into the whole. What, what, what will be and what is <laughs> with the Giants. It's just too depressing. But I'll go ahead and, and muster up. I'll give it the old college try, right? So Dallas lost against Denver. Shouldn't have lost that game. They didn't play well. Teams play like shit. Any given Sunday, it happens. I'm not of. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, say I. I think it's their. Um, to answer your first question, it is their division to lose. Now, whether they turn into what Stephen A. has been saying about them all these years, their accident waiting to happen, whether that comes to fruition, then we'll see. And they might be. Tyron Smith, I think just to allude or add on to what he said, as he said, they move as that Dak Prescott moves. I think they move as well in addition to Tyron Smith, if that's the Hall of Fame gold jacket lineman, the dude is massive, the dude is huge. He just changes the game when he's in there and he's blocking for Zeke and he's blocking for Dak. When he's not there, that line looks different. So if he's not healthy and he can't get back on the field, then we may be talking about some things. Um, But I'm I'm not going to be fooled. I said it the other day. Same thing with the Giants. You're not going to fool me and then keep telling me there's something, whatever. This team is stacked. 
They have drafted well. Even though Stephon Diggs has been exposed, not Stephon Diggs, uh, uh, Tavon, whatever, Diggs has been exposed a little bit. The dude still is playing nice, and Parsons is coming along great. He's actually learning to not be out of position in the middle of the field, which is scary for him because if he could put that part of his game together, I hate to give these people these praises, but it is what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as uh, us catching them, look, we've only faced the Redskins. um, I mean, we've only faced the 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 what-the-fucks and Cowboys thus far. Lost both of them. Should have won against the uh, Redskins. I will feel a lot better about catching up to them if we won that game and at least had a one and one record against the division. But right now we're sitting at mm-hmm. 0 two. And, you know, that's not a good spot to be. I do believe that we can sweep the Eagles. That's going to be needed in order for us to even talk about division playoffs uh, things because we're not going to make the wild card. There's too, too many other NFC good teams. Um, which I'm sure I don't want to jump on your toes, but I'm sure we'll get to. But, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to make it by wild card. It will have mm-hmm. to be in the division, and we will have to kind of win out. We will have to split with the Cowboys. We're going to have to beat uh, what the fucks because we need that extra game, and we got to sweep the Eagles. If those things happen, we, we, we might be doing some things, but time will tell. Mm-hmm. Black Friday, my friend. Um, sir, same question goes to you. Pretty much Cowboys, their division to lose, or is it realistic that one of these two teams right underneath them can catch them by them slipping up? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I got I got to be honest with you. It ain't. It's not like these these guys. Uh, uh, you know, world beaters, right? They they pretty good. They're pretty good when they're playing together. The defense is still kind of questionable. Uh, the Cowboys I'm talking about. Um, it just depends to me on the remainder of the schedule of whose schedule. You know, we all kind of playing the same people, right? Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with E on this one because we so close. I'm just gonna get on some sucker shit and be like, it's gonna be us. Why not? It's not the division. No. And as uh, real quick, let me just let me just touch on that real quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Fuck that Kool Aid and all that too. By the way, that should be staining up my motherfucking. You know what I mean? My new balance. Right, right. Black. Can I just tell you something though? There's always a side dish when Kool Aid is on the table. That's only sip to wash down what the main dish is. I love the fact that your pizza has blue pepperonis on it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so before I get into my uh, try to make a quick answer, uh, Cowboys Cowboys have Falcons, Chiefs, Raiders, Saints. Um, so let, let, let's hope. It's going to be Cowboys have Falcons at home, on the road at the Chiefs, Raiders at home, on the road at the Saints. That's the next four. Eagles have on the road at the Broncos, uh, at home against the Saints, at on the road against the Giants, on the road against the Jets. They get to play twice in Meadowlands. That might be, you know, who knows. 
Um, and then Giants next four, obviously, um, because of the bye week, uh, it's going to be Giants, Buccaneers, uh, Eagles, Giants is going to be uh, that second game, Giants, Dolphins, and then, of course, Giants, Chargers uh, at the Chargers, Giants at the Dolphins, Eagles at the Giants, Giants at the Buccaneers, last four games. Um their next four games for those four teams. Um, to me, this is um, this is the Cowboys division to lose. Um, the accident waiting to happen for them will be in the first round of the playoffs, uh, and, and it'll be uh, what happens in the way that they go. Uh, we do have my main man, my brother, Shakes Montana, back with us, sir. Are you ready to get these fantasy updates ready for us, or would you like us to continue on with this conversation? Yeah, I'm ready. All righty, sir. Thank What's you very much. Peace, peace. All right. Now, I already gave out flowers. I'll do it again. Shout out to Big T Committee. You know we love Big T. Put the same thing on me, 220 to 180. Motherfucker had James Conner, man. I thought I had the game. I thought I had it. Clean sweep all over. Shout-outs to her, though. That was the only uh, matchup we uh, have this year unless we meet in the playoffs. So if I see you later on, I got you. Trust me. Next up, oh, my God. What kind of shit is this? And real quick. Big TD committee goes to six and three. She's at first place of that South Division. All right, so shout out to Big TD committee. While me, the fantasy elite, is at five and four, still in first place of the East Division, tied but in first place. All right, we got Giants for life. I mean, just squeaking it out, and I mean, eek, squeak it out. So awesome. Nacho versus me type of thing, and that's the only victory he has over me was a .25 in the centimeter shit, whatever that shit is, 131 to one, wait, excuse me, let me, let me clear that up, 131.97 to 131.48. On Jamaican shots, LRP. Damn shit. Wow. Did you see that shit off of Babbitt? Freaking Paris, wow. man. Wow. So, what a way to lose, man. That is terrible. That is terrible. It's been that type of season for you, man. Uh, talked a lot of shit in your rookie season, man. Should have been more humble. And now you're getting your ass beat. It's right for the show. Oh, you ain't finished, bro. You ain't finished. That's, a big, that's the only bad news. <laughs> Trust. It gets better. So I'm still talking shit. Fuck you. <laughs> I say that with love. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got Giants for Life going to 7-2 and two in first place of the North Division in the whole Damn, shake down league one, really, while Jamaican my shots. Wow. Drops to 0-9, still winless, as he's still trying. 
I, I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen this before. <laughs> I've never seen it before in my life. Now I say unactive people go on on, but somebody that's actually trying each week go on on. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. All right, he's in the basement of the whole league, of course. We'll move on. What a way to lose. We got Roby. You a whole sucker. Squeaking it out. <laughs> Roby squeaking it out against James from New York. 179 to 174 in the Battle of New York over there. Roby goes to 5 and 4. That's good for second place in that North Division. While James drops to 5 and 4, tied with him in second place of that North Division. Oh, man, that division is a little crazy over there. I see y'all. All right, we got Everyday Friday, Black Freeze. He putting the bang, dang, whoop, smack. So glad he did him like that. The core customs, 177 to 106. Black Freeze, he goes to 5 and 4. He's good for second place in that South Division of League One. Only game I won, bro. Wow. <laughs> wow, core customs dropped. To four and five, that's good for second place of that East Division. Shouts to Black Freezy winning that matchup. We got Easy now is chosen. He's the chosen one from the Bronx. Putting the bang, bang, whoop, smack. That's crazy, and I'm so glad he did him like that. To JR can't draft like me. Devontae, 156 to 90. Easy now is chosen. Goes to five and four. That's good for second place with Black Freezy in that South Division. While Devontae, Jr. can't draft like me. I'm so glad he fucking lost because it don't mean nothing. I'm still in first place, tied with him in that East Division. All right. Thank you, E. You the man. And last but not least, we got Chubb chasing Nacho. Put the bang thing on Easy Does It. Easy and DC, 190 to 164. Nacho goes to four and five. That's good for second place tied with core customs in that East Division. While Easy does it, drops to three and six in the basement of the South Division. All right. Now, as far as next week is concerned, we got the Fantasy Elite going against Black Freezy. I think this is our last matchup. It's your last chance, sucker. You better get your revenge. <laughs> All right. We got, we got James going against Jade Rock out here. We got LRT to making my shots, trying to get a victory out here against Roby. We got Easy Now is Chosen. Either Chosen one from the Bronx. Going against the Core Customs Blue Order. We got Easy Does It, Easy in D.C. going against Devontae. J.R. can't draft like me. Yeah. And we got Big Didi, Comedy. We love Big Didi. Going against Chug, Jason Nacho. Uh-oh. Man, if she won a chip, man, shout out to her, man. She ain't won one yet, man, but she be busting y'all ass. I ain't going to lie. She be busting y'all ass. <laughs> I got it. 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 I got it.
in y'all eyes, man. She in first place of the whole league, I believe. Man, I see you, mama. All right, we got League 2 going on here. Always my matchups first. Now let's get to the juicy, juicy, juicy parts of the thing here. Because it's the first matchup. Boy talking all that shit. And I put the bang thing on him, man. You understand me? I put the bang thing on him. Pause. And I had to do it. Black Freezy. It's going down. And right before that, I believe you are on a, a streak. What 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 streak were you on, buddy? Yeah, five game winning streak. I ain't have it this week, bro. You know what I mean? What you gonna do when you ain't got it, man? Mm-hmm. But all in all, let me say that Big T could maybe snap my four game winning streak, so I can't really talk too much shit. But I'm winning, so I can. Ha ha! Yes, not two twelve to one fifty four. I mean, I put the same thing. Whoop smack. What would be on them? I go to five and four, good for second place in that South Division in the Battle Royal. While Black Freezy drops to six and three, still in first place of the whole damn league. Coming for you, boy. Coming for you. One game out, boy. You better keep winning. You better keep winning, boy. All right, we got headhunters putting the bang thing whoop smack. That if he did you like that. To LRP, 205 to 103. He beat you by 100 points, Chief. 100 points. Yeah, it don't mean nothing. What's wrong with you? Don't mean nothing. What the fuck is wrong with you? Let's get to the good part. Get to the good part. Can't lose by no 100 points, man. Can't do it, man. You can't do it. Hey, hunters, go up to five and four, tied with me in second place of that South Division in the Battle Royale. While LRP drops to four and five in the basement of that South Division in the Battle Royale. You're done. You're done. There's a lot more games left. I ain't going nowhere. I'll be back. <laughs> You're stuck. We got Chinese Giants. Kick up the wall. Putting the thing, thing. Whoop, smack. That's crazy he did them like that. The Brooklyn Pirates all the way out in Europe. 124 to 40. Him a European ass whooping. Chinese Giants go to 3 and 6. That's good. For third place in that West Division, really last place, but he's tied. <clears throat> While Bristol Pirates drops to five and four, that's good for second place in that North Division. So that was an upset there. Had to have a lot of buys and injuries. I know that much because he scored 40 points. Ain't no explanation. All right. We got I Smoke Fools Dan C putting the thing, thing, whoop, smack. Crazy he did him like that. The regulators mound up 156 to 139. I smoke fools Dan C 
goes to 63, he's good for first place in that North Division. While Regulators mound up, drops to 3-6. and six. He in last place of the whole damn league. Say it like that. All right. We got Roldy putting the bang thing whoop snap. It's crazy. Get him like that. The DK Judgment out of Canada. 152 to 99. Roldy goes to 4 and 5. He's good for second place in that West Division. While DJ Judgment drops to 4 and 5. Good for third place in that North Division. And last but not least, we got D Easy Easy in DC. Putting the bang thing whoop snap. Crazy dealing like that to KB, Damage Incorporated, 153 to 115. Easy in D.C. is a beast. He's at 6-3, good for first place in the West Division, while Damage Incorporated drops to 3-6. and six. He's in the basement of the North Division. As for next week, we got the Body Snatchers going against LRP with his bum ass. We got every day of Friday Black Freezy going against J Rock. We got our smoked foods, Dan C going against Chinese John. She touches We got DJ Judgment out of Canada going against Regulators Round Up. Damage Incorporated KB going against Rodin. And last but not least, we got Bristol Pirates in Europe going against Easy and DC. Alright. Going on to League Three, where <clears throat> I'm going for a perfect season. Yeah, that's right. A perfect season, though. Cause your boy put the bang thing whoops, Matt. I feel so sorry. I had to do. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry at all that I had to do you like that. You're my friend and all. You understand? But I had to let you know that it's fantasy. There is really no friends. Because I almost beat the boy by 100 points. That's right. Almost beat the boy by 100 points. 231 to 132. That's 99. You understand? 99 points. Okay, that's a whole, that's just a, that's just a, take them to the back, Adrian Peterson style ass whipping. All right? I'm sorry. But I'm not I go to nine and no, I'm perfect, baby. I'm just a beast. Well, I am the chosen one. Drops to six and three. Still good and tied for first place in the South Division. So shout out to him. Probably a good season, just not as good as mine. We got a dumb city. Just squeaking it out. Just barely squeaking it out against Knuckle Up, KB. 150 to 146. Dumb City goes to 5-4. He's good for second place in that West Division. Wow, Knuckle Up. He drops to 2-7. and seven. Good for last place in that West Division. All in the basement. Mama, maybe some sandwiches up there. All right. We got New Jersey G-Man squeaking it out, just barely squeaking it out against Roadie, 133 to 131. I see you. I see you. New Jersey G-Man goes to second place at 5-4, and four, while Roadie 
is still in first place of that West Division at seven and two. I needed that shit. Oh yeah, I needed that shit. Shout out to New Jersey G man. Alright. We got Jamaican my shots. LRP. Putting the bang thing. What smack? It's about time you did somebody like that to his friend. Black Freezy. Ain't your friend. Two oh two to one forty seven. Had to get paid back for last week. Black Freezy put the bang thing on him. He said, nah, not this time, buddy. I'm going to score 200 points on your ass. Jamaican my shots. LRP goes to 3-6. and six. He's still in the basement of the South Division. What is my man? Well, every day is Friday. Black Freezy is still looking up at me like, yeah, I have no chance. <laughs> But he's tied with J-Rod for second place in that East Division at three and six with their pathetic asses. All right. We got James from New York putting a bang, bang, whoop, smack. Crazy did him like that to the sunshine counts. Yeah, ain't nobody trying to lose nobody like that. 180 to 144. Fresh. Jay from New York goes to 63. He's tied with either chose one from the Bronx, first place in that South Division. While the Sunshine Jones drops to one and eight in the basement hey. of the East Division, looking up at everybody. Hey, Shake. My man from San is up there. Shake, Shake. Refresh your page for me real quick. My man from San is up there. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Now. Yeah, we changed the, what's name, the name on it from the Sunshine what, the... Jones, and and I like this one. This is something that I sing a lot, and I've been saying a lot this um, Sundays and, and even sometimes Monday. I got the feeling. Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> still losing. <laughs> still losing. Alright. No excuses. Still loser. Alright. He's at one and eight in the basement of the old league. Alright, we got I Smoke Fools Dad C. I see you, man. You 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 going some things over there? No, nah, no, nah, you still a bum. Alright, I smoke fools Dad C. Put the fine thing whoop smack. Glad he did him like that. To J Rock. 146 to 123. I smoke foods. Goes to 4-5. Goes to second place of that South Division. While J-Rock drops to 3-6. and six. Good and tied for second place with Black Freezy in the East Division. Where they all looking up at me. Yeah, that's right. As far as Week 10 is concerned, we got me, AFC West Best, going against our smoke fools and Dan C. Yeah. Enough said. New Jersey G Man going against Dump City. We got Knuckle Up KB going against Rody. We got Every Day is Friday going against I Am the Chosen One. We got I Got a Theater 
Nacho going against Jamaican Hotshot LLP, and we got J-Rock going against James New York. And last but not least, and we can get about it. And we can get about it for the live section. Come on, man. I'll just keep going. Championship League. Yeah, you know what? I Always my matchups first. And Black Freezy. Another one bites the dust. You can't. Stop the rain when it starts to pour. Understand? But thanks, dang whoop smack. Whoo, man. That was bad. I mean, that was real bad. That was another ass whipping. I mean, gosh, damn. Yo, are you okay? Like, for real, are you okay? Because, like, the way I whipped your ass this weekend, I mean, shit. Yeah, nah, man, you know what I mean? Last week was Boy. a bad week, man. It started on Thursday, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's all right. You know, you make with the results. What was it? Was it, what was it, 99 in the other one? Was it 99 in the other one? Yeah, man. Lead like two, I beat you by 99. Right? That was the case, right? 99? Well, in this league, I beat you by 98. Oh, my gosh, man. Oh, my gosh, man. What's going on? Look, man, I'm hurt, man. I don't know. 128. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear it. I'll beat your ass. <laughs> beat your ass. <laughs> I go to five and four. Girl for second place in that East Division. Well, Black Freezy drops to four and five. Good for third place in that South Division. What is my man? All right. We got third LLP. place ain't no problem, yo. <laughs> third place in the division. Ninth place in the whole league. Yeah, you a bum. All right. My my. Might I add, um, then I start 0-3. I, I started 0-3. And now I am ranked fourth. You see, when I put the comeback kids, I come back. <laughs> it's good to be me. It really is. I'm at 5-4, the second place, 1-3 straight. Shout out to me. Going on and moving on to Jamaican My Shots, LRP said, not this time. You're not careening on my job. He put the bang thing on him, 156 to 144 on chill. LRP has now won five straight. He started off 0 and 4. Five straight. He is now ranked six. If the playoffs started today, LRP would be in. There go your flowers, buddy. Thank you. Finally, about time. About daggone time. And you need to say it with a little bit more vigor. I don't like the way you're speaking. (laughs) 
Say it with your chest, man. Say it with more empathy. For real, right? Chill Will, you are sterile, motherfucker. You are sterile. He down, down, down. He lost two straight now. Alright? Jamaican my shots LRP has just tied him in the division for second place, y'all. Shout outs to LRP. Alright? We got Rody putting a bang thing whoop smack. Wow. Crazy did him like that. The Dead Sea, give me that. Two twenty eight to one seventy. Rody goes to six and threes in first place of that West Division. Wow, give me that. Dan C drops to three and six. Is this your king? Supposed to be the champion, man. He's in the basement of the West Division. All right, we got about that like J-Rock. Putting a bang thing, whoop, smack, almost beat him by 100. Crazy, he did him like that, but I'm so glad he did him like that. 169 to 79 on C Block, best our brush, Brooklyn. About that life, J Rock goes to 7 and 2. 7 and 2. First place of the whole division. He trying to get that belt. I see you. Well, best our brush, C Block, Corey from Brooklyn, drops to 7 and 2. Good for second place of the whole league. First place of the East Division. Alright. Did I lose? And then No, no, I'm here, I'm here. And then we got only one can be chosen. Be the chosen one from the Bronx putting a bang thing whoop smack. Man, everybody been doing them like that, though. To the dawn, 128 to 67. Only one can be chosen. Either chosen one from the Bronx goes to five and four. It's good for second place tied with me in that East Division. While the dawn is in the basement of the whole division at 0 and 9. You see, when somebody is inactive, I can see that. But somebody active at 0 and 9? That's not good. That's not good. That's not good at all. And last but not least, we got F.U. Pay Me. Put the bang, thing whoop, smack. So glad he did him like that. To Dan the Man from Delaware, 150 to 83. F.U. Pay Me goes to 5 and 4. He's good for second place of that South Division. While Dan the Man drops to 2 and 7 in the basement of the East Division with his bum ass. <laughs> and as for next week, we got the comeback kids going against about that life. Whoa. Whoa. Uh-oh, I got to bring it this time. All right, we got Jimmy Dad going against Jamaican My Shots. That's Dan C going against LRP. We got Kareem and on People's Tubs, Chill Will. Going against Rody, we got only one can be chosen. Going against Black Freezy, Dan the Man, Delaware going against the Dawn, and we got C Block Corey from Brooklyn going against As You Pay Me, and that is the Shakedown Fantasy League scores, 
standings in upcoming matchups. Boom. I am that damn good. Yeah, so we got about six seconds for a hard out here on the live section. Don't forget to download this today. Download Chicks Montana, and we are out. Um, Mondays is what I was going to say, but then we are out of the live section, so they wouldn't have been able to hear it. We are now in the recorded session. Um, I was going to tease a little bit of Dalvin Cook before we went to the recorded session. They're just going to have to download it to hear it. Um, thank you, Shakes, again for, for all of the, the fantasy stuff. It, it, is, it is awesome. I, I enjoy it. Listening to all that, that that man, that's fun. I'm gonna miss it next year. Um, a as as Dalvin Cook uh, is in the middle of a situation here. I'm gonna read you the first tweet from Adam Schefter. Then I will read you a excerpt from Zach Hiller, who is Dalvin Cook's agent, uh, Minnesota Vikings running back. Dalvin Cook is the victim of a domestic abuse and extortion. There's pending litigation, according to his agent, Zach Hiller. According to his agent, Zach Hiller, quote, roughly a year, roughly a year ago, someone unlawfully entered Cook's house using a stolen garage door opener. The female who did it is a sergeant in the U.S. military and tacked <clears throat> and tacked Cook in his home. Oh, sorry. U.S. military attacked Cook in his home while he had a guest present. The invader then allegedly tried to extort Cook for millions of dollars, claiming that she suffered injuries during the course of the attack that she allegedly initiated. Because she, <clears throat> because she allegedly broke into Cook's house, however, he had the right to defend himself. Litigation for Hiller has not yet commenced, but it's in the process of being initiated. No criminal complaints have been filed in connection with the incident. That is all we have. Um... Wow, um, I don't know what to say to all of that. Um, there is a lot to unwind. Um, uh, U.S. military, uh, NFL star top three running back, um, extortion, and I believe injuries suffered after initiating the attack uh oh my god this is just this is just a lot um wowzers 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 um i'll start with anyone who wants to try to unravel all of that and anyone who wants to give their opinion on what we know so far and i'm very sure we will be hearing a lot more of this in the next coming days but oh my lord, why are we attracted to the most insane? Um, I guess I'll just start off by saying, here we go again. I know more will come out. I will not give an opinion. I will only talk about what has come out so far. But the moment I heard she broke into with a garage door opener, the rest of my mind went blank. But then I also see she maced him, right? That I mean, if those mm-hmm. things happen in the order that they said they were in, the rest of the story really doesn't mean much because 
that's crazy. But again, I won't give an opinion till I get a little bit more because we all did that when it came to get the watch, get the stuff, and look how that turned out. So I'll wait, but I'm definitely interested to hear what everybody else has to say. Anybody else? Yeah, watch out for the military chicks, bro. Speaking from experience. Devious. And they know tactical shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how the hell are you clone a, a garage door open? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's level. That's I, of course, uh, yes, yes, of course. The the ability to get that is one that a lot of us are going to question. Um, who, what, when, where, and how, and why she was able to get that is, is again, the question we will be answered most likely in the next couple of days. I think the ability for the agent, um, the ability for the police, and the ability for no one to find out until now, I think, is, is pretty legit in the way that they were able to keep this under wraps because I don't think – I don't know if extortion, breaking and entering – Millions of dollars, U.S. military, top NFL running back. I don't know anyone in my world who could definitely keep that a secret for a year. That is, that is wow. So the fact that we're getting the details and she finding everything know. now is 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 pretty is pretty pretty astounding to me. I mean, whoa. Yeah, the NFL uh, is the most devious. They're growing to be the most devious organization since Domino Sugar. And for anybody that watched Vice Network, you need to watch the series, the Episonic series called While the Rest of Us Die, Secret Workings of the Government. And the latest one was about the sugar industry and how they systematically destroyed and built a conglomerate. And so the NFL is has been a very secretized organization. Mm. That's the reason why Gruden could be talking shit mm-hmm. on the email when he was still working at ESPN. Three, four years later, all of a sudden he's a head coach. Life completely different now. And here comes the mm-hmm. posse coming to reap what you sow. You know what I'm saying? Or some, uh, you know, Van Peoples type shit. Like, I know what you did mm-hmm. to my ancestors a long time ago. Now we're coming to pay the piper. But um, military, definitely, you know, especially she's active. Um, and this week, shout out to Sergeant. all my veterans. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? She's active uh, military, definitely, and especially being that having that relate to the NFL, they want to mm. keep that a secret. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's up there with another chick. After he didn't tell old girl, you know, about the thing, and she was like, "I'm going to fix your ass," and because he said he was entertaining another friend at the time, and she broke in. Mm-hmm. Well, she was stalking his ass, and she was waiting, you know, just like military, you know, not all of them. So, if any of the listeners out there that are female and military, I ain't calling you mm-hmm. out, but if you're getting offended, you know you did some shit. So, go ahead and let that little person that's sitting on your shoulder poof. Off because you know you're guilty for doing some crazy shit. <laughs> I think um, shakes and or black. Rain, I don't you, know y'all. <laughs> shakes or black? Did you guys want to add anything to this before I move on to the next topic here? Yeah. 
first of all, you don't want to you don't want to be messing around and getting no shorty upset when she got military or any kind of training. Black, you really low, bro. I you're just low. You sound like you're far away. Shakes, anything you want to add to the Dalvin Cook situation unraveling as we speak? No, no. I'll wait. Just like either chosen from the Bronx. Like, I'll wait. So, should should I cancel my waiver to get replaced? That's all I need to know. Should I I cancel my waiver? Because if if Dalvin's going to be on the sideline, should I cancel my waiver to get rid of Madison? Because I got Madison on my fantasy. All I'm saying is this, Jake. You're a smart man by waiting because it's about to get ugly. And we're about to see what's up. This ain't get to watch, get the stuff. This is get a nigga because I'm mad at everything that's going on in my life with him. <laughs> and she broke into his crib with a straight up and down illegally purchased garage opener, maced him, and then proceeded to get crazy. I am going to be the best story reader when it comes to this in the world, Craig. I cannot wait to get the details on this, Shake. Ex, well, she's U.S. military sergeant, ranking officer. Mm-mm-mm. I need to see what's going on. If she's a sergeant, then more than likely she's Army. They refer to Army in that regard. If it was Marines, it would probably be a staff sergeant. She could be Marines, but they, they refer to sergeants too. But Army and Marines are only narrows it down. They say U.S. military. They don't actually say okay. which branch. But yes, they, they have yes, staff yes. sergeants in the Air Force as well. Am I right? No. They do, they do, but I, I don't see Air Force Six. Mm-hmm. Not their mo. So it's not their mo. <laughs> so can I? Uh, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch yeah, yeah, yeah. gears. Yeah. I spent a lot of time around these people in my younger days. Yeah, right. uh, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Stay away. Stay away. Stay away. So we're gonna switch gears. We're, we're we're gonna switch gears here real quick, gentlemen. I want to switch sports. I want to get to one incident on the court, off the court. I know everyone knows what I'm talking about. You know what? I'm going to save that one for last because I know this conversation is going to be pretty quickly. Um, Quick question to everyone on the board. We'll start with Shakes, then go to E, then go to LRP, then go to Black. Shakes, you're the first one to answer. I'm going to ask this and then so we know the order again. Shakes, E, LRP, Black Freezy. Is this the best? season of NBA basketball you have been watching as a whole in about two decades. 
is this the best that you've seen basketball being played from both sides of the court, offensively, defensively, and the guys in the black and the white stripes keeping their goddamn whistles around their neck and not in their mouth? Is this one of the best seasons y'all ever seen? We're going to start with Shakes. How you feeling about that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm indifferent with it. I mean, I really like the um. I'm just, I'm just indifferent with it, man. I got the Eagles and all that. Like, I, I got some good years, man. I, I can't. I don't know, bro. I can't call it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And see, I think, I think the fact that you have seasons where your favorite team won a championship, and we are. Barely getting into November and you can't yeah, it, even call it yet. Me. Yeah, it, it's yeah, still yeah, my yeah. my yeah. <laughs> yeah you feel me? So like, we we'll, get where how I'm feeling. Like mm-hmm. I had some happy times, so I can't really like you know what I'm saying. I really can't be like, oh no, this is really the best season I ever seen. Like I'm in the yeah yeah. I can't I can't call it. <laughs> yeah yeah, it, it's hard to call. And and I think when we move down to these next three gentlemen. And either chosen one, I'm going to call you up next because I know your answer is going to be loved by everyone who took the time to either download or is joined with us now listening on the line. I'm going to two-part this question for you because I know you want it. Is this the best basketball you've ever seen? And is the East back? All right. So I'm just only going to modify your question. So I'm going to keep it the same, though. Just modify it. This is the best basketball that allows me to reminisce and be happy over what I know basketball Mm. is. If that makes perfect sense to you guys. We grew up, and Nacho, you're in this as well. We grew up in the era where this was how referees ref the game. Their emotions was taken out of it. The superstardom was taken out of it. And referees were fans themselves when we came up watching basketball because they would talk about it in, like, whatever press conferences or just outside of being questioned by some of the sports shows that were just starting up back in the day. But it allows you to be on an even playing field and superstars don't get the calls that they would normally get. And it, like I said, it allows the basketball game itself to be on an even playing field. And I love it. I love it more than anything in the world because dudes are getting pushed in the stands past the camera sliding into the basket. I know y'all see it. And they're getting up and they're holding their arms mm-hmm. up and they're talking to the officials while they're running down the court like, yo, what's going on? That's a foul right there. And referees are overlooking them going on to the next play for the person who probably pushed them, putting up a mm-hmm. three-pointer because they're not playing defense and they're losing games, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Nets. Those calls that they would normally have gotten for superstardom, they got to work for them now. So the average team plays above average basketball because they're not being taken away by the referees and them phantom calls, and we no longer can cheer for them either. All them fake 
uh, flops and all of that other stuff. Now you got to play basketball, what we all ask for. And I do agree with Shakes. I've had some good years over the last years, by the way, and a lot of hardware has been on the, 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 the wrist and the fingers and the necks of the teams that I love. So, yes, I'm with you on that too, Shakes. Is the East back? Absolutely. 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 Absolutely the East is back. And I'm going to tell you right now, I got 19 more games because I said there's 20 games to go. I got 19 more games before I start putting my conversation about the New York Knicks in effect for real. So thank you for the question, Nacho. I hope I answered it perfectly for you guys, and I'm willing to listen to everybody else because I know it's going to be exciting. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Black Freezy, same question for you at the top, and I'm going to add a secondary one that's not the same. First question, obviously, is is this the best basketball you've been able to watch because – I think the fact that the the calls are no longer there, we were able to watch some guys play some pretty pretty decent basketball. Secondary question: How good is Steph Curry? Yeah, um, for me, it's kind of fucked up because I kind of watch it in highlight fashion, so I'm not really seeing, you know what I mean, like the simulation of the whole game, like the, you know what's really going on. So. I gotta be honest with you. I think these kids are playing fantastic. Um, what's the boy name? What's the boy? What's the bell? What's the, boy, the bell kid? Man, I ain't know that boy is that nice. That boy is nice. Um, yo, Stephen Curry. I don't know. That shit is like that shit is like me playing on 2K <laughs> in practice mode. Yeah, <laughs> we just cut out um, That shit water. I don't know, see. I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, I don't even know what to tell you. I don't even I saw him practicing shooting the half court joints and he was shooting them like free throws. I mean, he he's he he's he's second right now in in in, in, in in points at 27.6 a game, you know, he's, he's getting 6.6 and 6.6 on assists and rebounds. And, uh, and, uh, to, to realistically, sorry, give me one second here. Give me one second here. Hold on one second here. There we go. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Sorry, I had to make sure my, my audio was correct on that. And um as we move forward here, um I'm gonna get to the to the topic at hand. We have about forty minutes left in the law in the recorded session here. Um you forget about me. I don't get to answer the question. Nah, man, because you hate basketball. I'm just playing. No, 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 I didn't forget about you. Um, I wanted to go to the next question because you are the last person. and I was going to couple both of them together. That was going to be your secondary question to start off. So um, the big topic at hand was the shove. So first question for you, LRP, and then you will answer the second question, which will start the biggest conversation, I think, of NBA talk, non-X's and O's we will have until something crazy happens again. Is this one of the the finest years of basketball you're getting to see because of the no fouls and even because of the, the young stars that are performing at high levels? Secondary question, um, it's a two-parter. 
one, um, does Jokic do that because he knows his brothers are in the stands? And two, does Jimmy understand that his brothers are in the stands? Um, Nikolai Jokic, the Joker MVP from last year, taking a, a very hard foul. I don't say very hard. Taking an elbow f- shoulder foul from Markeith Morris. Markeith Morris turns around. He gives him a shove in the back, a la Charles Barkley, a la Shaquille O'Neal, a la 1993 to 2004 basketball. You push me hard. I'm going to push you back. And then all hell breaks loose. Miami Heat and Denver Nuggets. Jimmy Butler then yells, meet me in the back, meet me in the back. And I have word and confirmation from multiple blue checks on Twitter that Jimmy Butler and multiple Heat players were waiting outside the locker room and calling for Joker, uh, waiting for him to come out. They never did cross paths, but they wanted all that smoke, all that goodness. First question, fun basketball, no whistles. Second question. You heard all that stuff about Joker. Enjoy. The floor is yours. Thank you, sir. Oh, see, in, in, in great fashion, you, you saved that for me. <laughs> Man. Well, as far as the – in recent years, I would say yes, as far as fun watching basketball. Um, super competitive. The talent level is showing through. Guys actually making shots in recent past – in years past, um, excuse me, is the shooting percentages and the offense kind of a slow start. Uh, I'm like Black Freezy. I typically don't watch like full or ingest full games until later in the season um, around playoff time because it's just too many damn games, 82 games, and, you know, it's just too much. But I have noticed that I find myself watching more basketball during this time of year than I have in years past, i.e. sitting here watching a very competitive game and good game in Milwaukee and the Sixers right now. And um, it's more enjoyable to watch these coaches go ballistic on the sideline when the foul does not get called. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that has been the, the exciting part outside of the players. Now, to the main event, <laughs> straight beer, <laughs> Bill Lamb beer style. That was, man, and I'm I'm shocked that nothing really, you know, squabbles came about it on the actual court, which was, you know, a credit to them, the players, for little self-control as far as, like, you know, really going to blows. But, um... I think there was frustration on Joker's part, and he really wanted to make Marcus feel it. I don't think Marcus, and they called him, you know, Marcus the dirty person. It was a dirty play. I don't think so. I think it was, you know, he affected them enough to be able to get the foul because now they're not calling, um, you know, foul. So, of course, now if you want to stop a play or – you know, do that half-court, you know, foul to be able to reset. You do have to do something a little bit more egregious to be able to get that call. So they'll call it, you know. And I think what he did was uh, necessary for whatever offense or strategic um, game plan that they do because, you know, these fouls are often strategic as well. So 
And Joker, you know, I'm not mad at him either for how he reacted. You know, I'm not mad at either one of them. Um, but he definitely, you know, motherfucker, don't you turn your back on me, sucker? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight Club Lane, you know. I don't know why I keep referencing Rocky this week. I haven't watched it in years. I promise you I haven't. But uh, that's exactly what happened. When Paulo turned around, he was like, don't you turn your back on me, sucker? And pushed his ass on the ground. And he act like, you know, maybe he bit his tongue, you know, a little bit of whiplash. And, you know, I don't think the wine, you know, whining on the floor was all necessary. You know what I mean? Like, dude just pushed you. Not like he hit you, you know, it's just shoulder block. So I thought that was, the reaction was a little bit more play for teammates to come to his aid and create confusion than anything else. Mm. But I loved it. Um and no, I don't think he did realize that his brothers was in. Uh, nor do I think he cared. Marcus Morris don't give a shit, you know, and he's shown that over the years. He, they <laughs> did want that smoke. Jimmy G definitely, I mean, you know, wanted that smoke. And I don't think they care who their brother is, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, so, but, yeah, great question. Mr. Either Chosen One, it'll go to you, sir, next. Denver Nuggets, Miami Heat scuffle. You've heard it already. You've heard LRP. Your turn. Take it on. The floor is yours. I love it. I love everything about it. I wish they would have called him after the locker room and all that because that's good basketball to me. That's just love. It reminds me of what I saw growing up. Michael Jordan and um, the Detroit Pistons used to play with the Chicago Bulls and um, Bill Lambert, as my brother referenced to, Rick Mahorn, all those guys, Michael Jordan couldn't jump, dunk over nobody, or none of that. He was on the floor bleeding profusely from his nostrils, looking crazy, eyes all bloodshot red, nose blooded. He's sitting on the sideline with a towel. At some point, the attitude starts flaring, fists start flying, babies start crying, popcorn starts getting thrown around, and people start cheering. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, I'm not promoting violence. I'm just saying it's a part of what we like because that's what we see. It ain't us doing it. We just see it on TV. Do I want anybody to get seriously hurt? No, I do not. We don't do that on this show. But do I like what I've seen? I love it. Um, Jimmy Butler, I understand where you come from. The garbage can. You felt like how you felt, and you did like what you did. Joker, I understand you ain't wanting to smoke. You ain't come out the locker room. You're a smart man. That's the right thing to do. Save your life. Save yourself. Run for help. You did the right things. I love it. Every minute of it. Keep it coming. Keep it going. I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And and it is interesting, you know, Joker shoves and goes and sits down. I think he's done that before. Uh, and then usually big bros are sitting behind him. This, to me, is is a, a, a brother situation. Again, Shaquille O'Neal, when you hit me, don't turn your head because it's coming. He's got no problem with the shove from Nikolai, Nikolai Jokic. Um, Shakes, Montana, sir, do you have anything to say about this play? Did you get to see it? Did you enjoy it? If you did see it, was it interesting, funny, got a side, or just don't care? No, I didn't see it. But it sounds like interesting. I'm going to check it out. It's your team. You got to watch it. You know, I got to check it out. We know Brooklyn Nets is 
where he's at now, and we will we will wait to <laughs> see the. I need to um, see the damn uh, next game. That's what Yeah, no. Uh, he tried to say the Heat was your team, and I tried to get you back there for a second. But as we move forward, unless unless Black Freezy okay. would like to entertain that Denver Nuggets conversation, um, Black Freezy, how, how do you feel about it? Nah, bro, I ain't seen yet. I'm, I'm like, I ain't seen yet, bro. Alrighty. Um, the, the, the interesting part about that to me is how early in the season it is. Um, it is an East and a West team, so I don't know if they play each other a lot more. I didn't look into that. Uh, so we'll see how that ends up going. Um, and then, of course, um, the end all be all of things that could possibly happen if those two inevitably go on deep runs and meet in the finals. Oh man, that would be a fun series to watch. Uh, but that's too far, too soon, and neither here nor there. <clears throat> we can't even talk about that in football season um, until Thanksgiving. So we can't even talk about that here until around, you know, April. Um, the NFL landscape shook up. Enough, I think, over the weekend with the any given Sundays um, that happened simultaneously on one Sunday with all of those upsets. And we look at, I think we can look at now the NFL and, and, and both conferences and, and know who is who uh, for the most part. Um, I think there are a couple teams uh, at the top in the AFC that maybe we can sit here and, and debate about who are they really? Are they really that good? Should they really be in the playoff hunt? Um, but I think the NFC is kind of the way it is. We we, we kind of see who the division leaders are. There might be a good race or two here. Um, but as we look at the NFL as a whole, and, and, I don't, uh, I don't want to talk about one conference in particular. Um, but we're going to have to talk about both because I think I'm going to do something maybe early to some of you, maybe not too, not too, maybe nobody's thinking about this yet, but I want to, I want to get this. Let me get this. Yeah. We're going to do top five teams to win the Super Bowl in all of the NFL right now. I want, if any one of you want to get, get a list and compile it together or, or whatever. I'm going to go first here. I'm going to try to start doing this every Tuesday. I'm going to introduce it right now into the recorded session, uh, and then we'll, we'll see how this works out, and, and we'll see if we can bring it up to the live. Um, but for the remainder of the season, I want to give my five and, and ask whoever's on the line um, to also either five, three, or if they really feel this is a one-team race in the NFL that's going to win this Super Bowl and take home the Lombardi, that's all fine and dandy. Um, but I, I'm going to give my top five contenders of the NFL that I believe at this moment in time can make a deep run in the playoffs. And, and this isn't going to be a sneaky teams. These aren't going to be teams that, you know, could possibly pull it out here at the end. They got four or three or whatever wins and, and maybe they turn it around. No, this is teams that I feel are dominant, the best and have the best odds and chances to bring home the Lombardi. And for me, I, you can you can run down the top five if you want, but to me it just simply goes as such. Arizona, 
and, and I don't want to put this in an order, um, but this is this is kind of the order I kind of have it in. Arizona, the Los Angeles Rams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Tennessee Titans. I think those five teams – let me think – make sure I got those ones correctly. Arizona, Los Angeles Rams, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Tennessee Titans. The, those five teams, to me, have to be the most complete. Now, I, I know I say Tennessee, and you say, how can you say that with no Derrick Henry? I think what they did to the L.A. Rams is not an anomaly. I don't believe that what they did on Sunday night was in any given Sunday situation. Their defense, Ryan Tannehill, is a good to great to whatever you want to call. He knows what to do in the right situation. Quarterback, he's playing well. And I think those five teams right now, all around health, all around the way they're playing, and the, the way that they're just doing their business today, those five teams to me have the best odds to make a run, go to the Super Bowl, and take that Lombardi home. Um, we're going to start with LRP, if that's okay. LRP, yeah. if you want to yeah, give fine. me a five, if you want to give me three, and like I said, if you think that it's just a one-horse race, and everyone's trying to catch up, that's fine, too. Who are your top contenders to take home this Lombardi that you're confident, above confident, above confident in? Oh, man. Um, I like your five, really. Um, I would... If it's just five, then I, I like your five. I would probably replace the Cowboys with the Packers if I if I would motivate uh, modify. Um, you know I would do that. But other than that, man, I got no quarrels with those teams. You know the Cardinals, Ravens, Bucks, Packers, and uh, Titans. Or maybe um, maybe the Bills. If I'm, you know, but I don't want to take nobody else, so, and I'm not going to take too long on it, but, yeah, I will, I'll stick with that. I'll change out your, your cow, the Cowboys for you and put Packers in, and that would be my five. And, no, I don't think it's a one-team race um, playoff this year. would be very interesting and fun. I love the fact that they added a new wild, uh, extra wild card for each conference. Um, so they expanded that race. So, yeah, and I, th- I think it's going to be tough. There's a lot of good teams that might come on and, and at the end. You know, Seattle. So, but, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the one time, I think, in the last couple of years that I actually wrote down this thing. So my chicken scratch didn't allow me to read what I wanted to to read. Um, I had a star asterisk by the Ravens. My five are the Cardinals, the Rams, the Bucks, the Cowboys, and the Titans. The asterisk was the Ravens, and I think the Ravens have the asterisk because I don't know how that how how the offense is going to be able to operate in the late of in the into the winter. But um, that's neither here nor there. 
Cowboys, Titans, Bucks, Rams, Cardinals. Um, either chosen one, my friend. Five three, and like I said, if you think it's a one horse race and everyone's trying to play catch up, by all means, take that leap. But let us know how you feel about the NFL right now as we move. I normally wouldn't even answer a question like this due to the fact that we've been watching football teams that we might believe in take losses, and it gives us it gives us question marks. But because you're my brother, my friend, and I love you, I'm gonna do it. Um. I'm going to go Packers, Ravens, Cardinals. You know what? I know the Chiefs look crazy right now, but I'm going to I'm going to throw them in there until they don't mm-hmm. make it or they don't do it. I'm throwing them in there. And um that's four. And fifth, you know what? Numbers don't lie. And I always reference this man's name. I'm going Titans. Ryan Tannehill mm. is what I want Daniel Jones to turn into. I'm, I'm going Titans. It don't lie. It doesn't lie. Seven mm. and two doesn't lie. And this is just again. This is just a recorded session, and I'm not writing these down to to take notes. I'm gonna try to. I'll probably make it a little smaller, and I might add some teams later. This is a rough draft of kind of how I want to take this situation on Nacho Average Tuesdays because I think we're getting into that nitty-gritty time of the season that we can take the leaps or step on the limbs because as much as we know any given Sunday is possible, we know that any given Sunday doesn't happen like it did on Sunday. Those those teams winning like that doesn't happen. That was an anomaly on top of anomalies put together, sprinkled with a little bit of fairy dust. So, to me, we can move on into the future, and and, and over the course of the next few weeks, I think we can definitely uh, to fine tune this. That way, people don't have to try to you know come up and, and like he said, normally don't do things like this. I understand. Thank you. But we'll try to work on it, get a little better so we can – because I really do think we could all give some kind of of depth to this NFL landscape because a lot of people just see the, the records, and a lot of people really just watch their team. And and if, they, if their division's good, they watch their other divisions. And we're a type of show that I know we watch a lot of games. We, we go over a lot of things, and – we can give some people insight. Maybe they're thinking that a team might be a, a pushover or a wash because they may have a, a, a certain aspect or a thought about them, and we're here to let them know that maybe not so. And I think the Tennessee Titans, who I said and, and who LRP doubled down and then either chosen one tripled down on, I think that's, a, that's an aspect we, can all, we all touched on and we all know the Tennessee Titans are none to fuck with, and they are just lost the guy who does 80% of their offense. That's how good I think we all trust. That's how good we believe that's how good we believe the quarterback is and how much we trust Mike Vrabel uh, I think and that uh, and that and that um <clears throat> and that coaching staff to get the right things done. Um Shakes is there anything you'd like to add to this conversation? We'll take the five teams out of it because I think it is kind of hard. Uh, and what I'll do is I'll start bringing that up so that way we can get some time to prepare those type of lists. But anything you'd like to add to this conversation um, with the with the with the the top enchilant of the NFL, so to speak? Yeah, um, 
I'm a little more in depth because I think about this shit a lot. And um, I look at shit all the time like this. And I, I always, like, try to match it up. Like, right, is we one of these teams? Or do we even have a shot to be one of these teams? You know, mm-hmm. I look at it. Anyway, um, how I would like to do is I will go by contenders of playoff because to me, being the Eli Manning fan that I am, to me, you get into the playoffs, anything can happen, baby, so you contenders if you're in the playoffs. That's that's my mantra. I don't know about nobody else, but if you're in the playoffs, you are contenders. So I want to say who's the playoff teams in this in this league. And as far as the AFC East, I, I see two teams that's like playoff teams in that, that division or playoff contenders. I'm not sure if New England can make it, but I do believe that they are playoff contenders. Um, but Buffalo is definitely, to me, guaranteed to be in there. And then um, Miami and Jets is whatever. Now, the, rate, uh, the, the North, I believe everybody in the North are playoff contenders. Now, in the beginning of the season, I wouldn't have thought that Cincinnati was. But the way they play, hell yeah, they are playoff contenders. And they are an exciting team to watch. Very young youth team. It's nice to watch them guys. Um, so the whole North is alive to me. Um, as far as the South, that that division is doo-doo. Tennessee is running away with that. Um, there is no competition <laughs> for Tennessee in that division. And um, as far as the West, To me, just like either children from the Bronx, um, as far as the Chiefs, I believe the whole division is alive here. With the exception of maybe Vegas is probably going to start to go on the downslide, I believe. But to me, that whole division is tough, and I'm very high on Denver. Like, if there's a team that I can say is a sneaky team that could make it to the Super Bowl. It's Denver. It's Denver. They have a great defense. They have a running game. And they got a quarterback that don't lose them the ball game. That's a formula to win in the playoffs. And the seaside, uh, I really don't see nobody in the East. Even Dallas, like, you know, they may be the favorites in the, uh, the East right now, but we all we all know that that glass slip will go on my fucking fall sometime. And hopefully we'll be starting to pick up and maybe hopefully we can catch them or whatever. You know what I mean? That's, that's thinking ahead of time. I ain't trying to do all that. But other than that, like Washington, Giants, um, Philly, they don't look like playoff teams to me right now. Um, as far as the North, Green Bay, all right. And I believe that's it. I don't like Chicago. I don't like Detroit. Who else am I forgetting about? Oh, Minnesota. Minnesota, you know what? Minnesota is definitely playoff contenders. 
Minnesota's playoff contender. Um, and then um, in the South, I see the Bucks and uh, and New Orleans. They are playoff contenders, guaranteed for the Bucks. And then the West, you, you gotta, even though Seattle, you know, they don't have their main guy, but he comes back, and if they can just keep it where they're in the picture until they, he comes back, that's a scary team. That's a scary team, especially going to playoffs with Russell Wilson. Um, the Rams, definitely playoff, I, I believe, guaranteed. Cardinals, guaranteed playoffs. And um, even San Fran, I believe that that's a team that could buy for the, the seventh seed or whatever. I just really, if they get in, I don't see them going far. You know, as far as going to the Super Bowl in the playoffs, I can see the Ravens doing it. I can see, um, I know, and it's going to be coming off as hate, but I don't see the Bills being able to do it. And the only reason why is because, in my opinion, I don't know, like, how Josh Allen is going to be in the playoffs when the fucking game is all on his shoulders. Is he going to motherfucking stand up like a man or is he going to fold? I don't know that yet. Nothing has been proven, so I can't go on nothing. So I, I that's a question mark for me. But um, uh, Chargers... St. Ravens, of course, my charges, I believe, to Tennessee. And that's it, as far as on the AFC side. And uh, on the NFC, Tampa Bay, uh, the Rams, Cardinals, they can all vie for for a Super Bowl. That's how I see it. I know it's extension, but there you go. Mm, thank you so much. Um, I I enjoyed all of that. I think I could definitely draw some 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 weekly topics from from all of that. I think what what I like what I would like for my fellow brethren to do, and anyone who is also listening, you can definitely do this as well. Uh, Black Friday has left the building. Uh, we will get we will get to talk to him tomorrow on Debate Wednesdays. Don't forget to download this content if you already have. You're listening to it, so I don't know why I told you to download it. But tomorrow, tune in Black Freezy Debate Wednesday. Um, the NFL Playoff Predictors dot com. Uh, if you just put it like that, and, or you just put NFL Playoff Predictors in your Google search, click the first one. It'll take you there. It gives you. A, it's better to do it on your computer screen, um, but my brother and the people online, if you want to go do that, it gives you week by week, match by match. You can go next week, next week, next week, pick every single match to the end of the season, and you could kind of see how um, it would break down into the, the seasons. It breaks down the records and everything like that uh, as you continue to move along. Um I am currently in week 15. I was trying to get done as fast as I could while Shakes was going on. But th- this is a great tool to use if you 
want to get to know football teams because it'll make you see all the matchups. It'll also let you see who's playing who on, on what day, what week. You can kind of get a feel for who might possibly get a run because you get to see, oh, wow, they're home, and then they're home again, and then you see, oh, wow, they're home three times, and, oh, wow, they're, they're playing this team or they're playing, you know, that team back-to-back, they, you know, Lucky them, they get to play Jaguars and Texans back-to-back weekends, and you go, oh, wow. So those things are – you could definitely differentiate between the way, uh, you know, the way how some teams can, can – you could see how some teams can make a run or make a push. Um, and, and, and right now, as we currently speak, I, I ran through 16 weeks. I'm on, I'm on currently week 16 and, 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 and no picks yet in this week, and I've got – a 12 and 2 Ravens team, an 11 and 3 Packers team, an 11 and 3 Buccaneers team, a 9 and 5 Titans team, a 10 and 4 Bills team, a 10 and 4 Cowboys team, a 13 and 1 Cardinals team and a 9 and 5 Chiefs team. Um you get to see who they're playing, you get to see when they're playing. Um it breaks it down AFC, NFC and then AFC versus NFC. So you could see how you get carried away and in this and what I mean by that in the short time frame that Shakes was talking I was able to pick about five weeks. And in that five weeks and in a short span of my just quick knowledge and me looking at the games and picking, you could tell kind of who you believe in. And what I mean by these last few weeks were not, this last weekend was the anomaly on top of the anomaly. I didn't go into these next few games thinking, oh, you know, the Bills are bad or the Chiefs are necessarily that bad or this person or this or this team is that bad. I mean, I looked at the Cardinals catch up, man. 13-1 and one is absolutely viable. 5-0 and oh in their division. They could be fucking 16-1 and one when this thing is over and, and be, you know, the, the most winning percentage, best, you know, you know, 16 wins in a season and, and, and things of that nature. It's just that it's cool. Check it out. Do that. In a couple of weeks, I'll check back in with everybody. We can get a feel for how everyone seems to be doing on that. Um, we'll check back into that type of business. But as we get on up out of here, it looks like we got about 10 minutes, eight minutes, it looks like. Let's get some closing statements here. There's only a few of us left, so it should be nice and quick and smooth. Um, we'll just start at the top shakes, my friend. Thank you for the fantasy. Thank you for coming in and doing what you do for me on Nacho Average Tuesdays and let everyone know. Um, how good you are at fantasy. Give us your closing statement, anything you'd like to say before we move on up out of here, and anything that maybe you forgot to, you know, touch on before before earlier in the show that you'd like to talk about now. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, great show. Um, but what you had just went over, I, it's funny because I had just did that. Like, I had just did that the other night because, um, the beginning of the season, I predicted everybody's record. I do that every year. And so I, I go through that uh, schedule, and then um, I jot down wins and losses. And then I jot down like that end result of, you know, what I feel like what they're going to um, be at the end of the season, what their record will be. So I thought about it the other day, and I'm like, well, let me look at it like, let me see, like, how good am I on this predicting shit, right? And I, I wanted to go through the first nine weeks of, to week nine, right, what 
I had their record being and what the real record is. I actually done that, and it's it's so amazing. I'm on point on a lot of shit, and I will go through it. Um, sometime this week, probably on Thursday's episode, because I, I am picking up for LRP. So on Thursday's episode, yeah, I will um go through that for um everybody. But as well as um the prediction pools, I will let y'all know how y'all done this week, um and how y'all um overall, man. I'm telling you, man. I already did the the uh, counting of it. Your boy number one. I'm just going to let y'all know that already off the top. Your boy is number one. I'm tired, but your boy is here at number one. All right? Um, bad week for J-Rock, so he went down a little bit, but I think he's still in second place. But I'll get to that on Thursday's episode as well. And um, what else? Uh, yeah, I think that will be it. Yeah, join um, the Black Friday tomorrow on Debate Wednesdays. We'll be here. God's hour, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And um, I feel like I'm forgetting something else, but, yeah, that's about it, man. Um, Yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. I'm going to bring out those uh, numbers for everybody, you know. Yeah, it should be fun. That's about it. Look out for me. I'm going to go 6 o'clock on Thursday. So 6 o'clock mm. p.m. Eastern time, Thursday. Will be it. I like, I like, um, you just made me go back now. Uh, May of this year. Woo. Oh, this is an interesting list, brothers. <laughs> hey, we'll go over this when you go over this because I got end of the year results. And, uh, man, it's, uh, it's not looking too good for a couple of these divisions for me, but a couple of them look, man. Mighty spot on. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. Again, um, NFLPlayoffPredictor.com. Uh, you can go check it out. You can mark your own. You can come back, check us out on Thursday. You can, you know, you could do the rest of the season. You could maybe you, you were, you were, you know, maybe you remember or you put them down. You could just check it out. Just just check it out. See what you like about it and then come back, call us uh, on, on Thursday and we can do this. Eat a chosen one, my friend, sir. Any kind. Oh, wait, were you done, Shakes? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, man. I'm good, man. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure, you know, I'll be high. Uh, Eat a chosen one, my friend, sir. Closing statement. Anything you'd like to say before we get on up out of here um, and and move on and get ready for Black Freezy tomorrow, Debate Wednesday? Yeah, brothers. Um, Superb show, as always, man. It's what we do, you know. Not your average Tuesdays. Make sure you stay tuned in on Sundays. Sometimes time fluctuates, but most times... It's uh, 7 p.m. because that's what most of your promotional posts have up. So I'll just go with the, you know, higher number of a common denominator here. Um, yeah, Shakes, I cannot wait for that because, you know, that's something that we actually do right in the beginning of the season. So I can't wait to see how those numbers are playing out right now and to, you know, that gives us insight into the minds of all of us as well as some people who outside of us had a couple of things to say about that. So that's definitely going to be interesting. Tune in tomorrow, Debate Wednesdays, Black Freezy, going at the guard hour. Be here with us. Don't miss it. And the rest of the week, you know, we're going to finish out. Although this week, uh, Thriving Thursdays, Shakes will be your host. And tune in, of course, on Fridays with your boy, He the Chosen One from the Bronx, 
when we do everything that we need to do and get it done and close out the week strong as always. So that's what it is. You chosen one from the Bronx. I love you, brothers, man. Y'all know what time it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. LRP, sir, the floor is yours. Anything you'd like to say and tell us before we get on up out of here on this regular Nacho Average Tuesday? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, peace to the gods, peace to the earth, peace to everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed Nacho Average Tuesdays because it's not your average Tuesdays. It's on point Tuesdays, and um, I appreciate what the fellas do. I appreciate what y'all do, Jake's. Appreciate you for covering for me on Thursday. For the rest of the week, I am about to embark on some heavy uh, work and some hours to pray for me. Um, mm-hmm. Tomorrow starts the the grind for that. Try to raise some funds up and, and keep my head above water. And uh, speaking of that, you know, the famous uh, Sherman Hemsley, you know, famously playing role George Jefferson on the Jefferson. His side profile from his hairstyle to his face could potentially be an ink blot test. You never really know what you're looking at. I'm just saying, it's on my television just now as I turned it on as I get ready to dwell off into dreamland, get ready for this four AM wake up and I was just looking at the side of a side profile and I was like, yo, where 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 does it stop and where does it go but anyway and he kind of had some dreads in the back but that was how he was rocking it back in the day but peace and love to the people y'all have a good one enjoy the rest of the week and um that's it man peace Mm -hmm. again i learned from my mistakes i will start closing statements way way earlier Got about 30 seconds left of this recorded station. I, w- I will just put this out here. Marquise Morris has been fined $50,000 for the flagrant two on Jokic that initiated the altercation. Jokic has been suspended one game for shoving Miami's Marquise Morris. Again, we will also talk about debate Wednesday. Why? We should pick up the number 13, and Alan Lazard should give it to OBJ, and we should have OBJ, Devontae Adams, and Alan Lazard since he wants to come to Green Bay. That's his number one choice. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Debate Wednesday, Black Freezy. Y'all have a great one. Love y'all. Shake down. We out.